This is Comic Geek Speak, episode 1665, Better Call Sal. Welcome to the show. I'm Brian Chrisman. I'm Shane Kelly. And I'm Adam Murdo. <laughs> and yes, once again, we're going to talk to our good friend, Sal Abenanti, a.k.a. Uncle Sal, a.k.a. Alex Ross Pitchman. <laughs> Two and a half hours of glorious. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> you're going to hear a lot of familiar things if you've listened to over the years. I've recognized mm-hmm. so many topics he hit on, including, but it's still good. You're going to hear him as laughing a lot. Of course, earmuffs. Yeah, definitely earbuffs. NSFW. Yes. But without further ado, here's Sal. Hello? Hey, Sal. Pants, how are you? I'm very good. You ready to join us? Uh, um, whenever you're ready, I'm ready. Where we've started already, and as long as we sound good to you and you sound good to us, we'll jump into it. You sound good, man. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, again, you know, I am here in the studio. We have Shane. Say hello, Shane. Hello, Sal. (laughs) You're supposed to say hello, Shane. Hello, Shane. (laughs) Shane, how are you? All right, how are you? All right, man. How do you treat you over there? All right? Oh, well, he kicks me in the balls every now and then, but otherwise good. (laughs) Well, you know, you're not, you don't know you're alive if you don't get kicked in the nuts at least three times a day, which is what happens to me, you know. Oh, yeah. And, of course, we also have Adam in the studio as well. Yep, I'm here also as well, too. <laughs> Adam, how you been, man? Oh, been keeping on, keeping on, Sal. You staying out of trouble? Yeah, always. <laughs> he I'm, does a really good job of that. Yeah, I haven't yet learned how to get into it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I get a, I get, a, I get a, you know, I get all these jackals asking me why I never go on the show anymore. Like, I did something wrong. I'm like, guys, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Just tell them you're in the dark. I haven't done anything. I don't. I haven't done anything. I don't know anything. I, I, I literally, I, I know less than nothing. You know, so I said, guys, if they call me, they call me. If they don't call me, I don't know what to tell you. Well, we'd have you on every show if we could, but uh, <laughs> you have to talk some other things every now and then. Yeah, once a, year, once a year, once or twice a year, right? Isn't that the, kind of the norm? Yeah, yeah you know, it's time for your six-month checkup. Yeah. So turn your head yeah. off. Yeah. Usually before before San Diego or before New York, something like that. Yeah, because yeah, so, like right now we're sort of in, in between. between. You yeah. just got back from San Diego and you're heading to you're going to New York again this year, is that correct? Yeah, well this year's the first year we're gonna do uh we're gonna set up the Alex Ross booth, the the, the one we set up at San Diego at New York. Oh uh, the two story mug list? Yeah, pretty, oh wow. <laughs> Yeah, we're pretty we're pretty excited. It's the first year. It was uh, we did we did New York for about ten years, but but it was just kind of a regular con. And then I mean, it was a good con, but it was just kind of another East Coast Midwest con. And then about five years ago, it turned into a monster. And and you know, so we we set up there last year a little uh, something smaller. We we kind of did something in partnership with another gallery and we checked it out and it's just, it's crazy, man. It's a monster. So we said, you know, let's, we talked with Reed and we were able to work something out and they got us a good spot. And, uh, so we're going to bring the Alex Ross love nest to New York. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah. Good. It's a fantastic yeah. booth. 
Thank you. It's just, it's uh, it, it's a lot more work than it used to be. It's like the helicarrier now. You know, it's uh, <laughs> yeah. wow. It's 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 a major major pain in the ass. It's just a lot more work. But it'll be good to see you again because actually last time Adam and I saw you was in New York. Uh, we were hoping to see you at the Alex Ross signing in Virginia, and mm-hmm. we, we also were hoping to see you in C two E two, but we didn't see either of those places. So uh, go to catch up again in New York this year. Yeah, you know the problem is it's like uh, you know you plan on doing these things, and then family stuff kind of gets in the way every once in a while, <laughs> and and it's the only part of my life where I have absolutely no no cachet at all. Yep. <laughs> so if you want to stay if you want to stay married, you got to just you know you got to just shut the fuck up and go. Otherwise, you know I can't tell my wife I'm going to cancel a vacation because I got to go, you know, to a signing or something like that. So it gets me in trouble if you know. Especially with the kids, because you know, yep. They, I, my my daughter is like a is like a wrestling villain at this point. You know, she's <laughs> she's, she's, she's she's a rudo. Yeah, she's pretty bad. She's she's like one of those really bad seventies wrestling villains. You know, Baron von Raschke or Moose Cholock or somebody like that. Because you know, my son is a sweetheart. He's the nicest kid, and my daughter is just it's. She's turned into fucking Calumbeck as I've gotten older now. And she's six years old and just an absolute, just, just big barter. I mean, it's unbelievable what this kid, she talks, she talks shit to me every chance she gets. And she, she just, there's no filter at six. They're like, she's just like, Oh, you're fat, you know? And, and you know, daddy, you can't, daddy, you can't do that. You're fat and you smell and you're like, okay, thanks. Yeah, that, that, my boys are now 13 and almost 16. That doesn't change. There's still no filter. <laughs> no, my, I, I have a, I don't even bother, you know, with my daughter, I don't even try anymore. She's, she's, she's like the red skull. So I just kind of, you, you just, you learn to live with it and hope that you can kind of pick your spots and, and survive it. But Hey. What are you going to do? My oldest one's in sports, and, and he goes to training classes and different things when he's not in season for playing soccer or something. And I tell him, when you tell me that I'm fat or something, that's why I tell you you have to go to the gym. Here's what you don't <laughs> want to turn into. So in order to not do this, you keep doing what you're doing. Then I get the roll. Yeah, the I don't I – just, I, I just basically, you know – with my kids, it's like you, you don't have, I have like, you know, they talk shit about me in front of me. So I don't really have any much to say about anything. You know, my, my daughter just, it's, um, it's like I said, she'll just, she'll just say, Oh, you can't do that. You're, you're fat. Or <laughs> she'll just say, Oh, you know, your breath smells really bad. Or, yep. you know, she loves, she loves to come out of the bathroom and just go, Oh my God. You know, <laughs> It smells like daddy in there. So I have become the official, the name, the official scent for shit. Is Sal. You know, it's daddy. They just, she just refers to any shit smell as it smells like my dad. So I don't, I don't pretend to, 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 you know, have any control over my life anymore. So, you know, it, it becomes one of those, I'm that crazy old guy. Yeah. Basically, they just they roll their eyes and they just just you know. I look forward to the age when I can just bribe them because I have I'll have no shame about just buying them off because my daughter is already like a teamster anyway. So there's no point in even bothering. You just say here you go and you know you just bribe her to leave me the fuck alone and 
when I get older, they'll just let me lie in my own shit. I know that. I have no delusions about them ever wanting to take care of me as an old guy. They'll just, you know, my, my daughter will be like Hannibal. So it's no problem. Now, now here's something that's, that's some, something very unexpected that my boys still do. Um, every Tuesday for the last year when The Flash was on, my oldest one, as much as he rolls his eyes at me, would call me down to watch Flash with me every week. And both of them still, no matter what is going on, no matter if we've had an argument or some father-son dispute, they still call me to tuck them in at night before they go to bed. It blows me away. <laughs> Screaming at each other an hour well, before. My kid, my, well, well, no. Well, you see, my kids use, you know, pull the old. Because every night that you put your kids to bed in my house is like the first night they've ever gone to bed ever. <laughs> they, 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 they have no fucking reference point of, yes, you actually have to close your eyes and rest <laughs> at some point. Cause they just look at you like, I don't understand what this is. Why do we got to go to bed or what's bad? Or why do you get to stay up? Or, we don't get to stay up. And it turns into a fucking UN meeting. Life isn't fair. You, you know, you're fat and you sit in front of the TV, but I got to go to bed. Why does this happen? And, and it just becomes one big fucking filibuster, you know, in my house about why they don't have to go to bed. And I just, I don't even argue anymore. I go, look, when you get older, you can be mean and do whatever the fuck you want. But yeah. right now, go to bed. I don't know what else to say about go to bed. <laughs> and then they come down. My daughter will come down with Meryl Streep. You know, Sophie's Choice performances about why she can't sleep and she saw something in the, on the wall or she's throwing up or she has a fever. She doesn't know what a fever is. She just hears words, you know, and I have her or I have something, you know, there, there's something under my bed. It's just all bullshit. Oh, it's all bullshit. The academy. <laughs> you know, and I just say, look, I don't know what to tell you, you know, other than just go to bed. No. Well, I'm going to tell the whole world you're mean and you're a terrible father. Well, go ahead. Yeah, they go already ahead. know. I don't yeah. give a shit. I don't give a shit. I really don't. I'm like, just put it in writing, sign it, give it to me. I'll sign it, hand it in at the school, let them come and do what they got to do. I, they can come and arrest me. I wouldn't give a shit. I, I don't care anymore. So nothing to say. Are, are the kids back in school yet? Are they getting close to going back to school soon? Next week. Next, next week. week. Wow. It, it, wow. It, it, yes, next week. Yeah. And and I, I'm like, I'm basically like the guy at the end of Midnight Express when he walks out of the <laughs> Turkish prison next week when, when I, when they go back to school. <laughs> I'm like, fuck it. I'm like, when they told Lodi, is that look on his face? When I drop, I am shocked that like, you're going to take these two kids now for like till, till next year. I can't believe it. I'm in shock. I still can't fucking believe it. <laughs> I can't believe that, that, that I have the freedom. I, I, I'm just, you hear squealing tires. And you're, some parents are crying and throwing themselves on the, no, 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 none of that shit. None of it. I'm like, goodbye. Yeah, but don't you? Nope. Nope. I'm done. It, it, the party's over. I, I flick the lights. Like when I'm a bartender, it's time. It's closing time. You got to get out now. Get out. Go to school. And I'm looking forward to the picture he's going to post 
of Andy Dufresne from the Shawshank Redemption looking yeah. up on the sky yeah. with the rain yeah. coming down. <laughs> I, I do look forward that, to that. Yeah, I, I, I tear my shirt off and I look at the sky and I, and I'm, I just swam through a, a, a you know a pipe full of shit to get there. But I'm very excited when they go back to school. I'm I'm tremendously fucking excited. I mean, now, you know how people say excited, you know? No, I'm talking just pure euphoria. It's almost like when you walked in and thought it was a substitute teacher, that for a year is how I feel when they go back to school. That for a year. It's like Cindy Crawford calls me up every night. Uh, you you got to come over. I need to get wildly fucked. I go, no, Cindy, i got to take the kids to school. That's what I would trade. No problem. Kids got to go to school. I, I can't take it anymore. I mean, you know, I reached the point of I can't take it anymore. I'm like Tom Hanks on the island talking to the fucking volleyball. I, I don't give a shit. Uh, Wilson. Oh and then God. people, oh, but I love, and I get the speeches from everybody in my family. Oh, my God, Sal. Why do you talk like that? You know? There's always the big pauses, you know? Ah, Sal, you know, when they get older... You're going to just look back. I'm going, no, I'm not. No, I won't. I won't look back. Because he just beaten out. I, I'm, I'm like that kid they sent out in 300 to go kill before he can come back. You know, that's me. I got to go out and kill a wolf with my bare hands. You know, to stop. Because my mother would just, you know, th- th- there, was, there was consequences when I was a kid. My mother would just tell you she was going to beat the shit out of you, or she would ask you she was going to beat the shit kicked out of you. And then you thought about it, and you go, no. But you knew that it could happen. It was a real, you know, it was a, there was a real possibility there with my mom, you know, mustache and all. <laughs> and, 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 you know, my daughter inherited, she's, she's a mini version of my mother, mustache, everything, the fucking knitting <laughs> needle in the hair. And the, 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 you know, the rolling pin and the whole nine yards. And, and my son could not be the nicer kid. I, I thought the boys were the problems. You know, I thought that, you know, you hear about the son is going to drive you crazy. And, you know, I expected my son to be Charles Bronson, you know, just a pain in the ass and, and, you know, hot wiring cars and, you know. My kid is the nicest guy. He's like vision. He doesn't even talk. He just stands in the corner and nods a lot. You know? My daughter, forget it. I mean, it's like fucking Madam Hydra, my kid. You, you cut off one arm and two replace it with my daughter. <laughs> so how I can't, ta- I can't take her to the grocery store, my daughter. That's how they, they got her picture by the door. Don't let this kid in. Don't let her in. Don't let her in. They got her face on milk cartons that say warning. You know, it's like one of those, it's just like fucking, you know, like toxic shit. You can't throw it in the same garbage can with other garbage. That's my daughter. Do not approach. Stay at a safe distance. Do not approach. Yes. No, absolutely not. I mean, there's nothing that this kid... This kid is just like, forget it. There's, there's not a thing about it. You go to the zoo, animals say, fuck this. It's like when you go in the, in the omen, when the baboons go crazy. I take my kid to the zoo, the fucking baboons all let go. <laughs> Horses, you know, like rile up. You know, the rhinos go inside. The, the lions go, fuck this. 
Get me away from this kid. I don't want to have anything to do with it. She gets caught shoplifting every year at Disney World. Every year. I got to tell her to bring the shit back. Every fucking year, we get back to the room. She's, she's jingling. like she's, she's like a gypsy. You know what I mean? She's like a fucking gypsy. She opens up her coat, and there's just a whole blue of a Disney collection of all these shit she stole when you weren't watching. Yeah. The only kid to be physically kicked out of Disney World was my was my daughter, where they said, you got to get this kid out of here. you got to get her out of here. You can't have her here anymore. And, I, and I'm just kind of like, go bring the shit back. Go right now. Go, go, go that guy right there. Go give it to him. And the other shit you got in the other pocket, give it to him, too. And my wife's like, well, how do you know she has something in the other pocket? And I go, because I'm telling you, the first one is a decoy. She lets us find the decoy. Yeah. The good stuff's seen the other she one. hides the real shit. And your wife is the, the first one. Excited. Is, you're supposed to find the first one. It's like, you know, it's, she leaves phony trails. And I go, go give all that shit back. G- give it all back, please. <laughs> Every year, hey, my wife's like, well, well, why are you, why are you raising your voice? I go, I'm not raising my voice. I'm just, I'm with, I'm the father of a kleptomaniac. It's like Teen Wolf. I, there's nothing I can do here. Someone, someone somewhere in the universe is having, just, they're having revenge on me at a biblical level. I'm telling you, it is revenge. For me being a son of a bitch my whole life, you know, that has all come back, and it's karma. I'm telling you that my daughter is just, it's, it's revenge. For anybody that I ever pissed off, just just send my daughter a thank you note, because she's <laughs> getting revenge for you in spades. <laughs> I, she asked me to come on, she asked me to come on field trips with her, okay? This is my favorite bullshit <laughs> line of the year. Oh, oh, you know, oh, listen, Daddy, they they need a chaperone. Will you be a sh- will you be the chaperone? You know, yeah, me and a bunch of Japanese ladies. That that that's that's a lot of fun. <laughs> so, me like a stupid ass, I, I I fall for this shit. I go, okay, well, well, how does this work? Do do I drive you there or do I ride on the bus? He goes, no, 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 you can't ride on the school bus with us, Daddy. They don't let fat people ride on the school bus. You know, you, you're, you're too fat to ride on the bus. Think of how many- so now I got to, like, it's like lancing a boil on your ass with a hot pin every day when this girl asks me a question. Why don't you want to go on any of the field trips? I'm like, field trips? It's like it, it's like going alligator hunting in the Everglades. Take <laughs> Tells me how to drive. Pictures of white. Why are you going this way? I wouldn't go this way. I'd go the other way. Why? Why are you going so slow? God, everybody's going fast. Listen, why don't you look out the window? And then I go. Why? Why am I arguing with a six-year-old? What is this? What am I doing? <laughs> Well, I'm did sorry, you, guys. That's okay. Uh, I, I apologize. I apologize. I'm sorry. Well, Are you kidding me? It makes me feel like I'm not crazy. <laughs> you're, you're, oh, you're crazy. Oh, they, they do it to us. I mean, it's it's, well, that's it's true. like anybody who says, "Oh, you know," I love when I see those Gerber commercials or the shit for Pampers or all that bullshit. That that's all bullshit. That's all propaganda to sell products. 
My house is, is like, I'm telling you, my house is like 300. It is, the, it is the 300 where the guy blows the horn and then all the guys come running. That's, that's my house. <laughs> Every morning at 6 o'clock. <laughs> Give them nothing but take from them everything. That's my kids. Every morning when I, when I gotta come down for breakfast. <laughs> Sometimes they'll say something like, you look so tired. What's wrong? You're cranky. I'm like, you. <laughs> right. Yes. Right. Or, or, or they ask you, well, what's on your mind? It's like, don't, you don't want to know. <laughs> yeah. If I told you what was on my mind, you wouldn't be here. You know, I fantasize about being in like the fucking Terminator where I can go back in time <laughs> and not go to the party where I met my wife. That's what's on my mind. <laughs> is, is, that too, is that too deep for him? You know, I mean, but that's what I think about. I wonder if I could do that shit where I go through naked, you know, and I wind up in a parking lot naked somewhere and I go and I just, I, I fuck with Sal before he goes to that party. You know, is that possible? You think I could call James Cameron and tell him that, that I'll, I'll, I'll be the first, you know, experiment to go through a time machine naked, you know? <laughs> And come out the other side so that I don't have to have my kids, you know, kill me in the end, you know. And he'll probably go, no, you're fucked up. And I'll be like, well, you don't have kids, do you, Cameron? I'll be like, no. I'll go, okay, well, then you don't understand. Because every father I know is working on building a time machine. I know I work on it every other day in my basement. You know, you might think, you might say, what the fuck is Sal working on? Time machine. I only need to go back, like. Eight, you know, like 13 years, as long as I've been married. That's as far as back I need to go. That's all. I don't need anything like yeah, back no, to the future no and and bullshit. <laughs> nothing, yeah, nothing like that. No bullshit with the DeLoreans. I just need to go back and stop me from going to a party. That's all I need. <laughs> but you managed to escape a little while from your family and you go out to Comic-Con not too long. So how was San Diego for you this year? I, I don't, you know, I don't know, man. Comic Con has gotten kind of become. It's it's not it's not as. I mean, I got to be honest. It's not the fun it used to be, you know, for me because it just with the big boot now. There's so much more prep, and you you know it takes us. We got to start set up now on Monday, and and you know it takes us that whole you know three days to put the boots up, and you got a lot more you know teamsters to wrangle and. And, uh, but it, but it seems to, you know, they did a great job, man. They had a, 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 you know, noticeably higher security for obvious reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, the Marvel booth got a little, they could have done for the most part, everything was great. Don't get me wrong, but they could have done a little bit of better job. They had the Thor Ragnarok signing and, and it, it got a little ugly, you know, it got, it got way too crowded and, and there was a lot of pushing and shoving. Um, but, but otherwise, no complaints. It's a, it's a, it's a you know, Comic-Con is Comic-Con. I mean, you don't miss anything if you don't go, if you've been in the past, but it's pretty much the same show. Different, uh, we've got a different agenda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, you know, yeah, I mean, it's, it's good. It's just all, you know, whatever the flavor is that year, whatever movies they're pimping, and that, that's why... It's nice to do New York because New York is is New York, and then you know San Diego's more of a Hollywood kind of an agenda. 
and New York is more of, you know, the media capital of the world. So you've got a lot of companies that don't want to invest a lot of money in a summer. You know, if they've got a fall kind of release date, they want to invest it in the fall instead of the summer. So it's, it's two very different shows. But uh, we're excited about New York. Very cool. Yeah, I, I saw... As I, was, I was watching on uh, Facebook on preview night, and somebody was at your booth taking a, a, a live video walking around. Yeah. And it, they walk around, and then I started hearing this voice talking about, like, goldfish. Oh, oh, there's Sal. He's got his nice suit and tie on. <laughs> yeah, that's, that was my, cool. uh, that's my replicant dummy. I use, like, robots <laughs> that look like me to kind of... Like my walk around and Sal MD. Yeah, walk around. Yeah, walk around and exactly walk in five different directions, and nine of them get killed. You know, and one of them actually makes it. But yeah, we started. Uh, you know, this year we 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 were a little more ambitious. We did the, you know, we launched the Alex Ross Art. You know, the the YouTube channel, and we started doing more videos and and um, you know more. Alex Ross Art is kind of we we turned it into because uh, we signed these licensing deals with with Disney and Marvel and and um, Warner Brothers and and Universal Monsters. So it's um, the good news is there's a lot more projects. The bad news is there's just a lot more um, irons in the fire that you know that the stuff gets cut up like a paper doll now. So you make you're making more money, but you're you're spending out a lot more money. So it always evens out. You know, before you actually see a profit, there's a lot of licensing, you know, fees that you have to pay, and you got to kind of, if you're doing everything above board, you got to pay you got to pay everybody. Yeah. So now these projects expanding into these different licenses is this stuff that Alex wanted to go after that he's always wanted to try some of these things. Well, we we did the art thing. I mean, I've been I've been working with Alex now. Uh, God help me, twenty years, wow. eighteen years. I started rep. Yeah, eighteen years. He asked Apollo Creed, "What would Rocky? Would you fight Apollo Creed?" And I said no. <laughs> and then um, I realized I wasn't doing much other than bartending, and I thought, why not? And so, um, the, the but the art thing was nice. You know, being be, selling originals and being Alex's. Um, business manager was nice, but I just kind of felt we took it as far as we could take it Mm -hmm. in terms of, of, of a company. And Alex was always a tremendously ambitious guy when it came to the licenses. I mean, all the way back to the Warner brothers stores, you remember the Warner brothers stores, he always created just a ton of products for them just because they were bucket list items for him. He really wasn't motivated by, you know, just giving them the flavor of the month. He always wanted to do more. And so, you know, last two years ago, he really got just fed up with it. He just thought that, you know what, they're not going to listen to my, this is the, the licensors, mm-hmm. the Marvel licensor and the, and the, the, the people that had the Marvel license and the, 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 the Warner license. And they just didn't really want to listen to a lot of his ideas. And he got kind of burnt. Mm-hmm. And he told me, he's like, I don't want to do it anymore if they're not going to let me, you know, explore, you know, you've got a Warner Brothers license and they want them to keep doing the same thing. Yeah. You know, give us another Batman over Gotham. Give us another Superman. He's like, hey, look, there's thousands of characters in the Warner Brothers in the DC universe. Why can't we try other things? New gods and Swamp Thing, you know. And I said, well, let's, you know, I, I dare I say it. I said, let's explore 
you know, maybe going into licensing. And he just, Alex has always been motivated by the, by the, you know, the projects. He wants to do cool stuff. Mm-hmm. And Universal Monsters was a bucket list item of his. He's like, I've always wanted to do Universal Monsters. I don't know if anybody cares anymore. But I said, well, the hell with it. I mean, for the hell with that. I mean, let's not let that stop you. Let's see if we can do it. Let's see if it's, you know. So we approached Universal, and they were, you know, very cool about it. And, and so we were off and running. I mean, that's the good news. The bad news is then you've got to produce the product. you got to get it you know, okayed. There's a whole, you know, shitload of red tape. Yeah. Um, you know, you've got to get everything vetted. You've got to get everything uh, approved and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But um, we'll see. Guys, it's only been a year that we've been doing it. And, and I've had kind of a, you know, with new businesses, it takes a couple of years. Mm-hmm you know, to really get, to get your sea legs. So, um, there's some things we could do much better. There's some things that have, that have been great, but, uh, I think we could do, we could do a lot better to be honest with you. Okay. It all looks spectacular from what I've seen. Yeah. He's, he's a machine. He really is. I mean, anybody that, you know, that people that want to be the next Alex Ross, all I could tell you is, man, he's a machine. Mm. I mean, he does not stop. He's, you know, He's the Terminator. Yeah, because uh, Adam and I went down to his signing in Virginia at the Museum of the Shenandoah Valley, I guess it was, and they had an exhibit there, and it was just a really cool exhibit. You saw so much of his work, his early work. Yep, his juvenilia. Yeah, Yeah. like he made these these dolls, and just seeing, you know, rough sketches and some tremendous artwork for, like you mentioned, other things other than just superheroes. Yeah. The Beatles stuff was there. Yeah, the Some Beatles. Monty Python artwork. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, he's, that's, it's like I said, I told him, you know, when we, we talked, and I could see he kind of hit a, a, a point, you know, uh, about two years ago, where he just, he seemed a little bit kind of fried from, from, from a lot of things that he just didn't seem that they wanted, they weren't responding to. So I said, well, look, man, you've been in the game a long time. Why don't we try to just, you know, what do you want to do? Let's do some stuff that, you know, you, your bucket list stuff. And he wanted, you know, the Beatles came along. We were, we were lucky enough to, to get a good, you know, to, to get the license from Apple Records. And that stuff was great. And he's a huge Beatles fan. I said, let's try some other things. You know, the Beatles and, and Monty Python and Flash Gordon, of course, and Universal Monsters. So that that's where the best. Stuff comes from you know, man. Is when you're doing stuff you love, and you're doing stuff that really gets your creative juices flowing, and that kind of was the motivation behind a lot of the licensing. And again, not all of it is gonna gonna be gold because you know there's certain things that fan base wants, and then there's other things that the fan base you know isn't necessarily ready to to jump on. The Beatles were a huge risk because it's the baby boomers; it's not our core of comic people. Yeah. So, but. We thought, hey, why not try it? You know, same with Monty Python. You know, it's 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 difficult when you say you want to try to approach a different, you know, audience, and your fan. You know, you don't want to give your fan base the idea that you're you're turning your back on them. So, but at least those projects, so. Beatles, Monty Python, and the Universal Monsters, they all have huge followings. It may not be your normal customers, but like you said, a couple years getting the word out and getting the the projects out there. Yeah, well, and it's also important to you know when you're when you're setting up the booth and you've got a, you're trying to kind of create a 
um, I wanted to kind of step back and create more of a gallery feel, yeah. um, to, to have, to have it just be more about the art, you know, to have it, sometimes you need to create art, you know, for art's sake, sure. do things that are not, you know, the, uh, you know, that are do things that are off the beaten path and try new stuff. So it, it's, it's, yeah, there's a, there's some risks involved. There's some, you know, because again, you can't do these projects without getting approvals mm-hmm. and paying people and, and licenses and all that. So, um, it, it, it's, it, and plus it keeps you going. You know, it keeps your, your, your creative juices flowing. Yeah. Um, some of the stuff that I see online when, when Pants and Adam went to the signing and they said about seeing his early work as a, as a kid and everything, I show that stuff to my oldest boy who has some amount of artistic ability in him. And I say, look, this is, yeah. this is what Alex started as. This is things he was doing at your age. And I said, yeah. if you're even remotely serious about any kind of art, in all, you got to do it every day. Just something. Doesn't matter what. Just draw something. You got to keep at it and want to do it and enjoy it in order to do anything with it going past just a couple sketches and being happy with that. Yeah, I, I, you're right. I, it, but it also you, you ha, it has to it has to be in your blood, man. Yeah. You know, you got to love it. And if you love it, then that's 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 ninety nine percent of the battle is just to draw because you love to draw. And to just fill up sketchbooks and don't worry about the outcome or who's going to see them or where they're going to go or things like that. You have to just draw. Yep. And and Alex was was obsessed with it at a young age, but you know he stuck with it. But you could definitely see the the evolution of his work from mm-hmm. when he was a kid to even when I met him to Marvels and Kingdom Come and that stuff. I mean, but you know he like I said he's 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 not like any artist I've ever met from the point of view he's. He's just a machine, man. That's all he wants to do wow. is paint, and and it just it's a it's like an obsession with him, of you know wanting to continue to do new stuff, and he's he's always, um, you know, worried that this you know the stuff might look tired or people might, you know, um, think he's going to the well on certain things. But you know, it, it's not all going to be perfect. But in the end, if you, if you you know your kid wants to be an artist, it, it's. It's a, you know, a lot of times you have to be an artist. You got to have that creative outlet. Mm-hmm. You don't really have a choice to be an artist or a musician or a writer. You know, it's something you have to do. Yeah. And um, it, it, yeah, and, and it's it's important to have some kind of a, you know, outlet for your creativity if you're a creative person because it's a different part of the brain. Sure. You know. And now my mine just talks about Jagos and his is about painting. <laughs> but, I mean, you still do. I still, still see you post more, pretty much like almost every day. You oh, have yeah. a sketch of the day you're always, so you're still out there getting your, your artwork out there as well. Well, a lot, of that, a lot of that, yeah, well, again, a lot of that is I have to draw. If I don't draw, it's a creative, it, I get, you get some levels of, of you get, it's a chemical thing. You get certain degrees of mood swings and, and depressions and different things that if you don't have that creative outlet, you don't even realize it. You start drawing just because you want to be creative. And then as you get older, you realize that that's where the, your, the rewards of your work are just being able to sit down and create. And when you, you know, it's harder for me now because I'm trying to juggle sure. more stuff. As you get older, as you get older, your options kind of get narrower because you've got jobs and families and mortgages and, and sweethearts and, and bullshit and things you need to filter out that you don't have when you're younger. But in some ways, it's even more important to draw as you get older than it is when you're younger. Because when you're younger, all you're worried about is, you know, 
beaten off when you're older. It's about, you know, your job, your stress, your boss, your, you know, your, you know, your wife. There's a lot more bullshit. Because I know you had so to... I tell guys... It, because like, you had a project you were working on for a while. Was it the the Degos on the Moon? Did they, are you yeah, still yeah. That? Well, I, I still, I, you know, I, I actually have a studio. I keep a studio um, outside of my house. I used to have my studio in my house, but it just got to be, you know, like the walking dead around her. Every time I came down here to work, mm-hmm. there's just hands coming under the door and <laughs> butter knives and prying the fucking windows open and they're crawling through the vents. And I just couldn't get any work done here, man. So I, I got a studio... And, you know, my wife's like, well, why do you got to have a studio? I'm like, well, well for cocaine and whores. <laughs> what, what, what do you think I need a studio for? <laughs> fuck do I, what the fuck do you think I need a studio for? I mean, these, these kids around here, I mean, come on. It's like the locusts every time I come down here. You know, you, you, there's nowhere to hide. There's blood coming out of the walls when I come down here. So uh, I, I go and I try to get there. I need, you know, a place to go to, to work and. Yeah, I'm still working on a creator-owned project. I don't know when I'll be able to get it done because every time I, I you know, you got to get something done, and you got San Diego and New York and Luca and and you know bills and and aggravation and you know, but it's 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 still paramount in my life. It's still near and dear to my heart. It's if I could, you know, do just one thing, it would be just to draw. But you know, that's that's not the world I live in. You know, it's there's what you want to do, and there's what you have to do. Yep. You know, and 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 most of my life is have to. You know, and I'm not. Don't get me wrong. I'm not on Oprah bitching, but it's just the way it is. When you have a family and you have responsibilities, that you have to. You know, you have to kind of prioritize. So that's where Sketch of the Day comes from. Cool. Now. When you announced you that you were coming on the show, um, we, I, got, I got a couple of emails from people who, just, they want to hear you talk about comics. So I wanted to talk to you, since we're right in the middle of uh, Jack Kirby's birthday month for his 100th birthday, talk a little bit about Kirby, because you, 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 you're obviously a big fan. When did you first discover Jack Kirby? Yeah, you know, the weird thing about Kirby was I didn't really like Kirby, you know, as a kid. I mean, at first. Because mm-hmm. well, I, I was introduced to comics through John Buscema. Buscema was my guy. Buscema and Ramita were, were how I kind of was introduced to comics. You know, was through Thor when Buscema did it, where everything was majestic and you know. And I remember when I I got sick. I had the I had the mumps, the measles. I had the mumps, and I was I had a real bad fever and I was sick. And my mom sent my sisters to the store to get comics. They're like, go get your brother some comics. So my sisters didn't want to spend all the money <laughs> on at the comics at the drugstore. So they bought like used comics at the secondhand shop that was in our neighborhood. This is this is how smart they were. <laughs> so they brought home they brought home comics. And I was a Marvel guy. I hated DC. So they brought home these old comics, all bratty and beat up and you know. Brave and the Bold or, you know, stuff like that. And they brought home New Gods. One of them was New God with the Hunger Dogs. And and that was it. I never, ever looked back. I mean, it was the minute I read, you know, New Gods. I, I knew what I wanted. It was almost like I knew what I wanted to do with the rest of my life right when I read it because I'd never seen anything that was like that that represented such a product of a guy's imagination. 
as much as new gods that Kirby did. And, and it just had just this tremendous impact where I just couldn't, then I couldn't get enough of Kirby. Mm. And I was obsessed with this guy was just, you know, to me there was Kirby and there was everybody else. Mm. I loved Buscema. I loved Ramita. I loved Gene Colan. I loved Neil Adams and, and even, you know, Tusca and guys like that. But, but Kirby to me, if I was going to send one guy to Mars to represent planet earth, you know, against the Martians, you know, where they send their best representative and the losers planet has to be enslaved for eternity. <laughs> who are you going to send? You know, guys always want to argue with me. I'm like, guys, who are you going to send? Alex told, come on guys, one guy, you're going to send Kirby. Cause halfway to Mars, the Martians will fucking turn around and bring him back and go, <laughs> forget it. Cause the guy designed their spaceship. Probably. He probably said, fuck it. The ship we're on, he designed it. I mean, where would we be in comics without Jack Kirby? Yep. You know, where would the Marvel universe be? And, and people look at the stuff he did at DC as an afterthought, but look at the, what he created in the fourth world and, and the demon and commandy. And, you know, it's, it's just, there, there's never it's he's, he's a true American it's a, you know, comics are a true American art form which don't get enough credit for being a true American invention and no disrespect to any of the other guys because Lord knows there's a, there's a lot of great artists but there really is Kirby and everybody else you know in my opinion and, and I know some people will argue with that you know, they're, they're, they think I actually have read some things where people say he's overrated and I laugh because I think oh my god you know, you, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, because we're we're doing it's, some. It's just, I'll say we're we're doing some episodes on Jack Kirby, and I'm learning things I, I I didn't know, and it's just amazing the length and breadth of of his work and how influential he's been, and just some of the things he's done that were never thought of before in comics. It's it's just amazing to to find out about all this stuff. Well, and again, it's 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 comics, you know, which is what some people would argue is or isn't the definition of comics, but comics, because you see my style of drawing, not that I'm in any way comparing myself to Kirby, but my style is, is a blessing and a curse because it is a product of my imagination. I couldn't draw like the great illustrators. You know, I couldn't draw like Neil Adams or, or, or John Romita who were just these superb draftsmen. I could only draw one way and it was because it was a product of my imagination. That's what I stole from Kirby. It's to draw what's in your head. And that doesn't always work out because people, you know, see my work and think I'm doing heroin. But <laughs> it's, it, 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 is, it is what it is. I mean, that's what I learned from Kirby is just make it up. If, it's a, if, it's, if Kirby drew a fucking toaster, it was two pages long. I mean, it was, it, you know. I mean, this is a guy, when he was at D.C., was drawing five issues a month. I mean, that, that's superhuman. Yeah. I mean, five issues a month. I mean, you know what that is? That's 22 times five a month of pages. I mean, that, that's, again, that's superhuman. Yeah, again. Like and and you, know, you look, at what, look at what he created when he was at Marvel and what his run on Thor and his run on FF and, you know, the Silver Surfer. I mean, it's, 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 it goes on and on. There's not enough you can say about the man. And, and all of those pages that he did all of those books with all that detail and all the background stuff, all the, the Kirby stuff that he threw in there is just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it, there's Kirby and there's everybody else. 
you know, that, that that's all you really need to, if you're going to tell a person who's not into comics, one guy who's like the definitive, you know, the, the Michelangelo of comics, it's, it's Kirby. And, 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 and again, people will argue with you. Oh, but what about, and what about, no, no, it's, it's apples and oranges to a certain degree. But when you're talking about from a creator's point of view, an artist's point of view, a designer's point of view, he's, he's created some of the greatest characters, not only, you know, the look of, you know, the, the, the characters themselves, but just the design of them, the Celestials and Doc Doom. And, and, you know, the, the design of those characters is, is timeless. A lot of them, but you can't make those outfits any better. That's why every time they change them, they always inevitably come back to what they used to look like, you know, black bolt. I mean, there's no cooler costume than black bolt, you know, or the celestials. I mean, what kind of a, of a, of a crazy bastard, you know, came up with the celestials. I mean, look at the design, look at your Marvel handbook, the design of the celestials, of those costumes, of those outfits. That's, that's something from another, another planet. Honest to God. Forget about whether the, the, the Martians invented, you know, created the pyramids. I mean, you know, Kirby was, was you know, from another planet. <laughs> you know? Now, I, I think I might have... Oh, go ahead, Sal. <laughs> no, no, that's, that's my two cents. Well, I, was, I thought I asked this before, but do you actually, because you're a big art guy, and art, do you actually have any Jack Kirby artwork you own? Yeah, I started buying art... Um, Little bit, you know. I'm not. A, I'm not a player like a lot of guys. I, I, you know, I know that are, you know, really, really, you know, tremendous art collections. Um, I started buying here and there. You know, when I started going to cons, um, long time ago, pre-internet. You know, so you could buy a Kirby page. You know, in the '90s, you know, for for a hundred bucks. Wow. You know, you could buy you know stuff for for 150 bucks. It wasn't like. You know, I bought my first page from Ernie Chan for like $20. You could still buy stuff in Artist Alley from the artist. So, yeah, I've picked up over the years. I've, I've you know, I've got a, a nice run of Black Panther pages, Kirby Black Panther pages, and um, some some Busema, Conan, and, you know, I've got a few Surfer, uh, Kirby Silver Surfer pages, some things I've picked up over the years, but not as, not to sell. I only buy stuff to keep it in my office to, that inspires me stuff that I like to, but my favorite pieces are, you know, the third eye black light posters from the seventies, you know, <laughs> the, the, you know, the, you know, the ones oh, yeah. I'm talking about. Oh yeah. Not in the 70s. I mean, those I had in my bedroom as a kid and those still, those are ones that when I found them on eBay about 10 years ago, I had them framed up the, the Kirby Captain America one and the Medusa and the black bolt. And those are in my office. Those are those are the pieces that if there was a fire, I would grab, because I look at those every day because it reminds me of a time when you read comics for the sheer love of reading comics. Yeah. You know, you didn't worry about you know whether it was realistic or not, or whether you know that could never happen, or does the guy have a patch, or you know, it didn't matter. I would. Yeah, I've got some stuff. I would love to see some pictures of your studio sometime because I don't think I've uh, knew all this stuff. I mean, this is all in your studio, all these things. You, you, you like a video or something, like a tour. Some of, your of it, yeah, <laughs> some of it. You know, some of it. I've got, you know, I've got I've, a couple of, I've, I've got a few Alex Ross pieces, you know, that have fallen off a truck over oh. the years. You know, and, oh. and, and, <laughs> you know, no, he's he used to he used to um, 
give them away. Yeah. He used to every year. No, every year for like a birthday or a holiday or something, he would say what he would just have me name a character, and then I would name a character, and then he would drew he would do something for me, and then that's where. He did a great blue cage for me, which I think you guys have seen where he's screaming and making a fist and <laughs> a demon, a great demon piece and some stuff that Alex has given me over the years. But, you know, no offense to Alex. My prized possessions are just stuff that, you know, I grew up with. Stuff that I, you know, I know you're, you're a big art collector, Pants. But, oh, yeah. you know, I, I, tend to, I tend to gravitate towards stuff that I, I really like. I don't buy it to sell it. I buy it just to, to kind of frame it and keep it around and, and um, you know, remind me of why, I, you know, this stuff is cool. Well, someday i got to take a tour of your of your place. i got to get out to Chicago. Yeah, I'll tell you. I mean, I'll send you some pictures. I just got to, you know, you got to promise to Photoshop out my collection of Busty and things <laughs> like that, you know. <laughs> my, collection, my collection of Oi. You know, which we never realized until we were older that it was we. <laughs> who, who knows French? Who the fuck knows French when you're a kid? We used to call it oui. You know, we used to say, hey, got that new collection of oui, you know. <laughs> Finally, one day when I was about 30, somebody said, you know, that's we, right? It's a French word for yes. And I'm like, I don't know. You're fucking 12 years old. You say oui. You know, because it's O-U-I. What the fuck do I know? <laughs> you know, you know, like people are gonna they're gonna say, "Oh, you're not speaking French correctly." <laughs> I went to public schools, man. I'm lucky I speak English. I'm not worried about speaking French. <laughs> and besides, you're not supposed to know how to pronounce the title of a of a, of a porno magazine <laughs> when you're 12. You know, unless you're some of the assholes I know, and you're reading, you know, Pancho and Blue Boy and shit like that, which is what you know Tiziano reads. But hey, <laughs> everybody's got their everybody's got their hobbies. I, I don't judge, Pants. I don't judge at all. I was waiting for a Tiziano cut, and there it is. <laughs> I don't know. Let me tell you something. We we uh, we expanded the uh, the Bilson Cabbage booth this year. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that to, was to do to do more. Yeah, to do more of a gallery style because yeah. I really felt that Bill deserved um, you know a showcase for his work, and and we really kicked it in the ass this year. And Tiziano was was. Uh, was running it for me and he, he did a bang up job and he did a great job. He was, he was awesome. He was, you know, uh, babysitting Bill Sienkiewicz is, is, you know, <laughs> that's, that's not, <laughs> no small that's, feet. that's not an easy thing. Bill's bill is, Bill is a, is a, is a kindred spirit, man. He's a, he's a force of nature, that guy. So it worked out great. And, and again, Tiz and Lauren did a tremendous job over there. There's a great picture that I saw. It had to be on Facebook of, you and Tiz all dressed up in your suits. It, just a, just a fun looking, great picture. Yeah. Tiz, Tiz is, um, it, we go back a long way now, him and I, and, and he had a, he had a rough year, Tiz. His father passed away and it was, it was very close to his father, obviously. And, and it was a rough year. And I, and I really didn't want to ask him to San Diego if he felt it was, it was not, he was not ready for that type of thing, but he was, he was, you know, he found work was the best medicine, and and uh, he came out, and I'm telling you, he really kicked it in the ass. He did a great job, and that's great. And we got to, unfortunately, I got to put up with him now in Luca, <laughs> but um, Luca, we're going to do the same thing. We're not bringing the big, you know, Alex telecarrier, but we're going to try to to expand and 
make the booth a little more ambitious in Luca because we're trying to, to do some licensing, you know, to, to get some of the licensed stuff in Europe. And, and it's, it's not going to be easy, but we're, we're going to give it a shot out there. And we're, we're hoping that uh, we come back and we still have a hymen left, you know. Because <laughs> uh, that was Tiz's, that was Tiz's uh, handle for a while when he was on AOL. It was Buster Hyman. <laughs> and he had to give it up because somebody, somebody gave him a lot of money. They bought it from him. So, uh, back, back, when he, back, back when he had an, AO, an AOL account, you know. So, but uh, I, I'm, you guys are going to be in New York then, right? Or no? Well, or I'm planning going up. That, that's my plan. I don't know anybody else here. I already know I can't. Oh, okay. yeah. I don't. I don't think I can either. That's uh, well, more fun for me then. It's, yeah, <laughs> that's the spirit. <laughs> well, you know, it's 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 going to be a real interesting year. I got to tell you because uh, uh, I, I don't know, man. Last year was just something to behold. How crowded it's gotten. Mm-hmm. And and that's a good thing, but it really gets crowded, and I mean crowded, crowded, to the point where it's just it's uh, it's ten pounds of shit in a five pound bag at the Javits. It's really crowded. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's crazy. Plus, they have uh, I guess it's they knocked down that one artist alley section. So there's, there's yeah, oh, they're they're forever. Well, first of all, first of all, that whole Hudson Yards area. I don't know if you've been there in the last couple of years, but. My God, that entire 10th Avenue area by the Javits is just a sea of construction now, of all these yeah. new buildings and all this. It, they've, they've developed that area like tenfold, honest to God. And it's just becoming, it used to just be all delivery of New York, where they would park the cabs and the cars, and it goes all the way back to when there was, you know, the horses, where they used to park the horses at the turn of the century. So 10th Avenue was always just kind of an afterthought of Hell's Kitchen. And then they put the Javits there, but then when they expanded in there and the, the train line to go there, that it's just the, the the construction just exploded. So it used to be kind of a of a you know Tenth Avenue was was a rough walk from Tenth to to get to you know where you could actually get a cab, but now it's just my God, you know you walk west to go down to the meatpacking district or whatever and it's just nothing but hotels and restaurants and it's become but to get back but you were saying pants yeah they knocked that back building down mm-hmm. where artist alley was and they said they're putting them downstairs and that's that's going to mean there's going to have to be some casualties there's going to be less tables for artist alley but reed you know uh, i gotta tell you all bullshit aside reed does a great job reed doesn't play games they, they are uh a world-class organization then but the, that's the good news the bad news is that so many people want to go to this show there's just not enough room yeah and they keep they keep letting them in to the point where there's just you can't even move man it's so crowded yeah well this year they're no, even it, limiting it, it, the the everything's like there's no three and forty it's like one day passes or they were only selling them as one day passes really Try to be, but, you know, yeah. Well, uh, well, that that you can look at that two ways. Reed will tell you that there's no full ride passes. You can't get a four day pass. You can only get individual day passes. Mm-hmm. From one point of view, that's a that's a good thing because that gives more people, more individual visitors, a chance to go. Right, right. But if you want to go multiple days, it makes it harder. Yeah. So 
Reed Reed can get more bodies in and also sell more tickets, but you're also giving more people a chance to actually get in because it used to be four days and you'd see the same guy four times. Now, you know, that guy's, that guy's got to just knock it out that day unless he's got multiple tickets. Right. But, uh, it's, it's, uh, that's a, that's a full blown pig fuck that show. It really is. (laughs) You you get your ass kicked at that show. (laughs) There's no two ways about it. I mean, every, every part of it, I had to go shit in the toll lot because I couldn't get in the toilet, you know, a couple of years ago. And just getting a cab, getting something to eat, getting a bathroom, getting an ATM. It's, uh, you, you, you got to show up and you got to be ready because, because it's just logistically the Javits is, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a minefield. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it, it's, it's good for, from the sake of it being a big show, but as a visitor, it's, you know, and I've had a lot of clients complain, you know, um, but Hey, you know, it's New York. What are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. You know, you want to, you want to, you know, it's New York. You want to fuck the prom queen. You know, you got to be ready. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? It's, it's either that or, you know, or, you know, go to, and I tell guys, I go, guys, there's, there's a con every weekend. My God, oh, yeah, if, you, yeah, yeah. if New York is too much or too expensive. And it's, let me tell you something from a, from an exhibitor's point of view, it's triple what you pay at San Diego. Wow. It, it's, it's, yeah, it's triple. I mean, your union costs, your drayage, your, you know, your labor costs, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, but it is, it's, it is what it is. It's New York. Wow. The unions are a lot tight, are a lot tighter and a lot more expensive. Um, you know, your, your shipping costs, you're, you're getting stuff in your, your, um, your electrical, your carpet, all that shit, man. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a, it's a dry hole. I can't and, imagine uh, triple. That's insane. <laughs> yeah, no, it's whatever you, whatever you're going to spend at San Diego, it's triple. And then hotels, hotels are starting at 400 bucks because it's fall and everybody goes to New York in the fall because, yeah. you know, it's, it's a time of the year and you know, the holiday stuff starts building up and, you know, then you got to try to get, you know, you got cabs, you got restaurants, you got staff. It's, it's, uh, it's at best for us guys, it's probably a break even proposition. Wow. But you're doing it, you're doing it to try to build off of, right. sure. you know, you're really trying to, to, to get something going. But you gotta, you gotta know going in. You're trying to get a foothold. You know, you're, we're trying to build something. But you can't do that level of show and not expect a world. You, know, you do a world class show. That's the good news. The bad news is you got world class invoices. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, like, hey, putting your hand up Mona Lisa's skirt. Be careful what you ask for. <laughs> you know, because. You'll get it, and then somebody will try to take it away from you, mm-hmm. <laughs> as my mother used to say. <laughs> so, how is your mother doing? But I wish you guys, I wish you guys could all go. Sally, Sally's good. Sally, um, Sally doesn't. If you if you say "Ma, how are you?" she just makes a noise now. "Ma, how are you?" <laughs> she doesn't actually say good or bad. She just she communicates in sounds now. My mother, okay, which means don't don't bother don't bother me. Yeah. <laughs> And my kid, she she doesn't have the patience for you know she's eighty eight, wow. so you know she went she went to high school with Christ, <laughs> so she doesn't really want to know. 
she doesn't want it, you know. She's got it. Yeah, he signed her yearbook. He's <laughs> the, the the covers made a bark, and and it's it's she she doesn't want to, you know. She doesn't have the patience for kids' bullshit, mm-hmm. you know, the way she did when I was, you know, when when my brothers and I were, were driving her nuts. So when the, we go over with the kids, she just kind of gives me that look, like you know, I've had enough. Get him out of here. <laughs> But she's good. My mother, you could you could throw her in a well and fill it with lead and come back in a hundred years and she'll still be alive. <laughs> so it's, 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 that's that's Sally. You know, Sally is she's like that mouse in the Green Mile. She's not gone anyway. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> she calls me every once in a while and has some some shit she sees on TV that she asks me and she doesn't understand it. And I'm like, Ma, I don't know. And she's like, you talk to those people. Why don't you find out what's going on? And I'm like, I don't know, Ma. You know, she she's, she still wants to know if I'm married to the Japanese. Uh, my wife, I'm still <laughs> married to the Japanese. Because, you, know. you know, your Uncle Mariano had to go in the jungle and get those people out. You know that, right? And I'm like, Ma, Ma, you you, you got to let the war shit go. You know, anything after 50 years, you got to learn to let it go. But... Well, we had to ration sugar, and that wasn't a nice thing. And I couldn't even buy ham. I'm like, Ma, are you going to go into the fucking ham thing again? You couldn't have ham. You know, in the sec- you know, in the 40s, you couldn't have ham. And that has something to do with my wife. I don't know how it, do- it has something to do with my wife, but somehow my wife is connected to you not getting ham in the 40s. <laughs> like and I said, Ma, I don't know what I... You know, you didn't get your ration coupons. My wife wasn't around to take your ration coupon. <laughs> I can just see you kind of standing in your office or a kitchen or something with a phone, and she says something like that, and you just kind of roll your eyes, go, ah, ma, ma. <laughs> well, well, no, no, you just you don't even hear it anymore. You just you, you see. I told my wife before we got married. I said, listen, let me explain something to you. Now, and I mean this. People say crazy. Okay, no, no, it's a it's a very overused word. Okay, <laughs> I said my mother's crazy. Okay, just so you know, I'm telling you going in. It's like I was um, Len Talbot. I was bit by a werewolf. I have no control <laughs> over that shit. So when you see this gypsy woman pull up in a wagon every once in a while, she knows that I'm turning into a werewolf. That's that's my mother. I have I have no control over the shit that she says. It makes no logic. It makes no sense. She just says shit, and it, you know, it just it's. And, and my mom's at the age now where you got to say everything thirty times, <laughs> and she she doesn't hear you. But what she says, what she thinks you just said, makes no fucking sense at all. <laughs> you go, hey ma, how are you? How's who? <laughs> Hitler, ma. How's who? You? How are you doing? What's going on over there? <laughs> I don't know. What's going to go on over here? I'm 88 years old. Where the hell am I going? I got a boyfriend over here. I go, Ma, listen, I'm just trying to be nice. Oh, you're a son of a bitch. And then she just goes on from there. I'm watching TV. And then she'll just break off into something where she'll go, I'm watching TV. When did so many Chinese people get on television? There never used to be so many Chinese people on TV. And I go, Ma, I don't know why the fuck there's Chinese people on television. I, I have I have nothing to do with that. Yes, yes, you do. You know, or she'll go, 
you know, what is Alex doing? Is he still painting? I go, no, my, he's a welder. I go, well, 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 what the fuck do you think he's doing? He, he's, he wants to be a dancer at night, and he's, he saw flash dance, and he became a welder. Oh, is that, is that what, is, and then, and then she, everything is my in-laws fault. Is that what the Japanese teach you? How to be a smart ass to your mother? The Japanese teach you how to be a smart ass? Is that what it, is that what it is? I go, yeah, ma. The Japanese taught me how to be a smart ass. Yes. How did you know? So that, that's, that's Sally. That's, that's, you know. When am I going to see you? I go, I don't know. I was thinking of coming by. No, there's too much traffic. Don't come. And I go, Ma, you just asked me to come over. Now I say I'm coming over. She's like, no, stay home and nag your wife. Don't come over here. I don't want you over here anyway. <laughs> oh, good to hear she's doing okay still. <laughs> she's, yeah, you know, my Ma is, uh, my Ma is, is Sally is Sally. You know, she was, uh. I like to tell my wife Sally stories of when we were growing up because she was she was she was like Shelley Winters in the Poseidon Adventure. My mother growing up, so <laughs> she was a piece of work. Yeah, I just watched that movie. She was, she was, yeah, and my mom was the lady you sent in like when when you know there was no hostage negotiator like in Nighthawk. You know when you got to take a guy out, that's who you send in. You send my mom because you know the guy doesn't have a chance. You know, as soon as my mom gets out of the bus. The guy just comes out with his hands up and says, oh, fuck this. I don't want to have anything to do with this lady. No. No. Uh, no, no. It's one of those It's one of those where you turn the page, you know, in a comic book, and you go, oh, shit, this is going to be a two-issue villain right here. My mom was like a three-issue villain, you know, where you had to go get guys to help you, where it was like, I can't. You even go get villains. To help you, because another another hero isn't going to do shit for you. <laughs> you know, like you got to go get like the surfer to help you or something to to, to take on Sally. <laughs> and then it just becomes Planet Sally. You got to put her on a rock and throw her into space because you're never going to beat her. <laughs> you just go, oh fuck this! <laughs> you know, put her on an asteroid and just throw it into space, and we'll, we'll come, she'll come back in a hundred years and. We'll worry about it then. <laughs> no. But I wish she was a little younger, you know, to deal with my kids because, you know, they're at the age where, you know, they still see her as their grandma, but, you know, there's only so much at 88. Yeah. You know, and my daughter, you know, just, God, it smells in here. <laughs> yeah, there's that no filter again. <laughs> smells like daddy. None. 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 God. Grandma's got food everywhere. Jeez. And I'm like, shut up. Will you shut up? You know? Because my son is like that. He, we go to Disney, and he's at the age where he's like fucking Oppenheimer. He's figured out that Goofy has a zipper on the back of his outfit, you know? He's like, hey, it's not real. That snow looks fake. And I'm just sitting there going, shut up. Will you, you know, let your sister enjoy it yeah. for a couple more years. You know, please. You got to be the fucking smart ass all of a sudden. You know, you figured out Disney's a fake. Look who just caught up. You know, my 10-year-old son figured out it's fake. Why is it when I hug Donald Duck, there's a zipper on his back? I don't know. <laughs> Ask your mother. What the fuck do I know? I'm only paying for this shit. I don't have the explanations. I just paid for it. 
I'll tell you why he's got a zipper on his back. Because I'm paying a guy to be in a costume <laughs> to, to distract you for two hours so I don't kill myself. That's why he's got a zipper on the back of his outfit. Uh. <laughs> That's not real. I love when I hear that. I'm like, really? You know? My God, how did I get stuck with, with Reed Richards for a son? My God. <laughs> <laughs> and my daughter is more the basic ones. Like, which one of these houses does Walt Disney live in? <laughs> like, I don't. I, I don't. I don't know. I, I don't know. They don't tell me anymore if, where I can't ring the doorbell and find Walt Disney. I don't know. <laughs> you know, you, 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 when they're younger, you, you think you're going to have all these fancy explanations. Okay, you get that beaten out of you. Okay, now yeah. I just go. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't know. I, I don't know. Look, look, look out the window. <laughs> Have some more candy is, is, is the answer to it. Because Disney World is just one form of violation after another. You know, it's, it's psychological warfare. Physically, forget it. I mean, I, I don't know how much experience you guys have at Disney World with, with kids and with families. I was just there last year with But me. it is. How long were you guys there? Were you, did you do the whole ten days? You know, walk around. Yeah, we were there for ten days. Ten days. Yep. Okay. So you've so you've got the thousand mile stare. Oh you yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You're like a fucking green beret. <laughs> you were like you went into tunnels and you 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 you're like platoon when they light the shit on fire and they light their cigarette off the <laughs> off the hut. That's that's what I'm at. I, my ass is my ass when I pull my underwear off. It's a it's a screaming face. Made up of blood, piss, and shit. There's nothing left. You walk, pants, you walk until your ass bleeds. That's all I can tell you, because there's nothing left. You are on the surface of the sun, okay? And your ass, your sphincter, and your balls all fight each other for 10 hours of walking. Yeah. Of constant punching each other, Okay. So when you take your underwear off, it's three sixes. It's like Damien. It's just it's something satanic. Your soul cries out from being at Disney World. And at 11 o'clock at night, your kids are jumping on the bed. So what, now what? Yep. What's yep. next? Is it closed? What, do we what, have to what, go back? Next? Are we done? No, no, yeah. no. Why, why are we, why are we you're done? You're a terrible father. Why do we have to leave? Because it's fucking 2 o'clock in the morning. That's why we got to The leave. lights are still on. <laughs> Right, the lights are still on. And, and those assholes at the fireworks don't know when to stop. <laughs> they, they just don't know when to stop. Yep. And, and I tell my wife, I, I hit a point where the engine light goes on, and it's blinking, and I go, we got to get out of here. <laughs> I, we've been 13 hours of this. Where Then my kids start with the carry me, carry me shit. <laughs> where now I've become like, you know, it's the end of the, of the, of the Civil War. <laughs> And I'm the Confederate Army, and I'm trying to get out of there. And I'm walking out of Gettysburg, like, carrying kids over my shoulders. <laughs> and I'm like, why, why, why the fuck am I carrying grown-ups? These aren't little kids anymore. My, my son is like William Defoe in Platoon, for Christ's <laughs> sake, when I'm carrying him out of there. Yeah, And ours, you're just, you're bow-legged, and you're broke. Or, you ours know, <laughs> Ours look at us and they're like the younger one. I'm, I'm. He was t 11 at that time, and he said, "Carry me." And I looked. I'm like, "Uh-uh, you're walking." <laughs> the other, the rest of us got to walk. You're walking. 
and and then I don't know how you are with these rides, okay? But I've hit a point where I can only do certain rides now because I'm an old fucking guy, okay? And this water park shit where you drop five stories and you get shot out of a tube and whatever the, you know, when, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like you drop five stories in the dark and get shot out of a tube, all right? This is what I get, get talked into doing from my kid. And my wife's like, oh, no, no, you got to go with them because you're the father. <laughs> and I'm like, listen, when I get to the bottom of this ride, there's all these parents with cameras taking pictures, and then one fat ass gets shot out of a tube. <laughs> and they look at me and go, who's this asshole? <laughs> What's he doing here? <laughs> and my wife, my wife's sitting over in the corner with a fucking pina colada talking on her phone. <laughs> and I'm walking out of there like somebody put me in a bag and rolled me down a flight of stairs. That's what I look like when I get up. Somehow when he comes out of the pool, I hear love and marriage playing in the background. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I mean, th- this water park is... Blizzard Beach or Ty- whatever the fuck they call it. Typhoon Lagoon, whatever yeah. they make waves or whatever the fuck. And then, and then they want you to go on these rides. Okay, I had to go on this ride called uh, Expedition Everest. Okay, this is this is pure fucking evil. This is the, I want to meet the guy that invent that came up with this ride. I want to have a conversation with them one on one so that I could talk to him like passionately. <laughs> you go. You, you, did you did you get on this ride? You know what I'm talking about. I know of you it. I did not go up. on it. You go. I get talked into it like an asshole because <laughs> your wife makes you feel like you, you, you're 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 less of a father, and my son is going to grow up with stunted growth if I don't go on this ride. Okay. <laughs> so I, so I, you go on this ride and you go straight up. Literally, you're on your back going straight up, and the idea is you're going up this mountain. In the snow, in the in the Himalayas or whatever. I lived in Chicago my whole life. I never saw a fucking Yeti. So I don't know what they're talking about. And you run into the abominable snowman, and he tore the track. But what they do is they drop the ride backwards in the dark at about 150 miles an hour. And everyone on the ride is having fun except one asshole who has a stroke, which is me. <laughs> And, and I got to the bottom, and I was like, Joe, I just got punched in the face by Joe Frazier like three three times by the time I got to the bottom. And, and on the wall, there's a warning, okay, that, that you know, you could have cardiac arrest okay, yeah, and all yeah. this bullshit. And I go, listen, I told him, I said, listen, buddy, I'm not afraid of pirates or mice or any of this other shit you got here. The only thing I'm afraid of is death. <laughs> and you got a ride that's warning me I could die when I go on this ride. <laughs> And I get stuck going on it, and I'm telling you, Pants, I walked sideways for three days because the whole right side of my brain didn't work anymore. I talked with the lisp. Part of my face was dead. You know what I mean? I walked out of there. I looked like fucking, I'm telling you, I looked, <laughs> I looked like, the, like Two-Face where I had half a face that worked. The other, the other side didn't work. Because I had to go on this ride because my wife guilted me into it. She's like, I can't believe you're, gonna, you're, you're not going to go. <laughs> well, you're the father. You're the, you're the father. And I go, well, what does that got to do with anything? And then, you know, your wife is like, well, what do you want to do, Sal? I go, well, what do I want to do? I want to sit down in a chair and be left alone is all I want. <laughs> That's all I want. I don't need any pirates. I don't need small. I don't need any of this bullshit. Jungle crew. Just let me sit down over here and nobody bothers me. <laughs> That's what I want. Is there a don't fuck with Sal ride? That's the <laughs> ride I want. 
Now, I have to say we avoided all water parks. We stuck to the main theme parks. It was the boys' first time down, so we did hit just about every ride everywhere because it had been 22 years, 20 years since I'd been down there last. Right. It's first right. time. Now, there were things that, that we all loved and enjoyed, and, and that was great. We used the fast pass like mad. Uh, my wife right, was a right. wizard on the on the app to do that. But when we hit It's a Small World, we're going through it, and I'm like having this nostalgic, okay, it's fine. It's not my favorite ride, but it's fine. It's cute. It's nice to see. It's air, it's air conditioned. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's really air conditioned. If it's air conditioned, I'll go on it, you know, <laughs> the, unless there's depth involved. <laughs> The kids look at me halfway through it, and, and my wife, and they go, what is this? Why, why, what, what is this ride? And we're like, well, we're trying to explain it. Like, I don't get it. Yeah, it's charming. <laughs> it's from the 50s. Yeah. yeah. It's just, same with my kids. They're like, oh, God, that's just about the stupidest thing I've ever been on, <laughs> is what my daughter said. Six years old. She goes, this is a kid's ride. Yeah. I go, you're fucking six years old. What do you mean, kid's ride? What are you, Clark? All of a sudden, she's Joan Crawford. <laughs> this is a kid's ride. <laughs> They, they enjoy just about every other ride in some fashion. Not both at the same time, but, you know, someone like Peter Pan, someone like this, some, whatever. That's fine. But, yeah, both of them kind of looked at small. it's a small run. Go, I don't get this at all. Most, well, look, there's, there's something very charming about the old ride. Oh, sure. You know, I loved Pirates and Peter Pan and, you know, and Haunted House. And the kids, they want to go on those thrill coasters, man, and I just can't do it. Like no, that Expedition no. Everest and a trip to Mars. And I'm like, hey, 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 whoa, whoa. I, I, I can't, I physically can And then they make those rides. They don't make those rides for fat asses. No. I get on some of those rides and I'm like, deal. You yeah. get on Space Mountain, they pull that bar down. Uh-huh. And I'm like, hey, whoa. You know, you, you got the bar across your, your crack. You can't move. Anything that this thing does, and all I'm thinking the whole ride is, please let this shit be over with. Please let this be over with. It's like, it's like getting your prostate checked. How long before I can get the fuck out of here is all I'm thinking. <laughs> and and some of that was also That's logistics. That's what some of those rides are. Some those rides what, what? were always packed, and we wanted to get to as much as possible. So like the Everest, the Mission to Mars, and stuff, we skipped all that. We didn't wait in lines, that, even that, with the that, fast pass. Those are yeah, those are those are they're, they're hitting up, they're trying to hit up the teenagers for those rides, yep. and that's fine. But my kids now are getting to that age where it's like, oh, I'm too cool. I want to go on. They see the thrill coaster shit that they advertise on TV, and they want to go on. And I said, listen, I, I told my wife, I said, look, I have no desire to go on that shit. Yeah. None. You know? And then forget about any action with your wife when you're at <laughs> Disney World. Because yeah. my wife said that, I, what kind of a sick maniac wants to get laid at Disney World? <laughs> and I said, what, 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 what is that supposed to mean? I, you get fucked the minute you walk in the door. I mean, <laughs> I, it's a hundred and a quarter per person per day. Heard is every time I turn around, sixty dollars for a box of popcorn. <laughs> Where did this, all these kids came from? Well, this 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 is a family place. What? Why is it that you have thoughts like that? I go, well, did you Billy Graham all of a sudden? <laughs> I go, this, this is all I got left. That's all I got left. That's all I have left. My kids stealing shit. My son talking me in to go on these fucking horrible rides. You know that I I could get waterboarded. And it wouldn't bother me as much as some of these fucking rides that I got to go on. Lunch with the princess. You know, Bibbidi-Bobbidi Boutique. 
I'm like, every time I turn around, I'm like, whoa, 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 wait, let me, let, me, let me guess. Let me guess what this one costs, right? <laughs> Bibbidi-bobbidi boutique where they take your little girl and they give her makeup, hair. So basically, they're, they're preparing her for the street <laughs> where they put makeup on her hair and they do her nails. I go, I, I said, where the fuck is Huggy Bear is all I need to know here. Where, where is this guy? 200, 250 balloons to, to make my daughter look like a $2 hooker. And I, and I, and my wife, my, well, why do you, why do you, and then my, my, my wife gets that tone. She gets that, she gets that, you know, they get that tone like you're a crazy person. Well, why do you, uh, why do you feel this way? I go, listen, Freud, you know, because I just, I just want to be left alone. The right side of my brain doesn't work anymore. Okay. I, can, I can't blink. This eye is like permanently open now where it's all dry and shit. So this, 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 you know, the teeth that you could see, like the, the where my gums come in, and all the roots are all ripped loose because I look like the fucking Two Face from the Chris Nolan movie, not the old, you know, Tommy Lee Jones one. I'm, I, my face is really fucked up now. I'm limping around like the mummy because the right side of my body doesn't work. I'm dragging one leg, so now I'm like Razzo Rizzo in, in Midnight Cowboy, where I'm walking with one foot. My ass is bleeding, okay, you know? And then if you're not careful, you got to watch you don't get, like, ass juice stains on your shorts because you've been walking around and standing in line all fucking day. Sweating, I mean, you sweat like you're literally in Africa is how hot it is when, you, when you're in Orlando. And then if it rains, oh, but Sal, doesn't it rain? Yeah, and as soon as it rains, the sidewalk is steaming. Yeah. There's steam yeah. coming off the sidewalk. Yeah, the humidity just rises. Uh, the humi- yeah, and I'm standing in there, and it's all, it gets hotter at night. How the fuck that happens, I don't know. At night, it's worse than it is during the day. And I'm paying for all this shit. That's the part that kills me. You get on the monorail, and the guy's voice is just like, you know, the happiest place on earth. And then you get back to the room, and you're just like, you know, you want to just eat something and relax, and the kids are jumping from bed to bed going, you know, why are you such a terrible father? Why do we got to go to sleep at 2 in the morning? Because <laughs> I'm not Bob Guccione. That's why you got to go to bed at 2 in the morning. Because we're, we're not playing, you know, London after midnight here. It's time to go to bed. You know, it, Your ass is raw, pants. <laughs> raw. It's like somebody took a cheese grater and rubbed it between your thighs. That's what it's like at the end of the day. You know, I always wondered if, well. if we did the right thing by waiting until they were a little bit older, and I, I'm actually kind of glad I did. I think we hit the perfect age to take oh them. We didn't go through most of that stuff that Sal went through now. It, it, <clears throat> it was a better age to take them for their first time. Still interested in it. Now they've seen it. We're good. They started I, – I refuse to take them earlier than, say, five, you know, and, and it's still – you know, there's not a lot you can do with little kids if they're not bored. I mean, they're just, they, they complain constantly about being bored. Yeah. So, you know, it, it becomes one of those things where you just say, all right, we'll go, you know, because I don't get a vacation all summer because I'm, I'm working. And then after, you know, the whole fall, I'm, I'm going from one show to the next. And then until after I get back from Italy, then I'm home for the holidays. But, it's a crazy summer, so I have to, you know, put together some kind of family vacation yeah. where, you know, we can actually get away. And we go in September because the crowds are supposed to be lighter. 
you know, um, but I, I, honest to God, I mean, I love Disney World, but I would be much happier just, just taking days off where we just don't do shit and stay at the pool or yeah. just, you know, but these kids, man, it's just go, go, go. I mean, they're just, they're on crack or something. I don't know what <laughs> Oh, yeah. If you could bottle the amount of energy they have, oh my God, we'd be rich. Well, I just, you know, whenever they ask, you know, what are the kids drinking? I just say, can we give them like NyQuil, you know, or, or, or Vicks Formula 44 <laughs> or Robitussin, you know, so that way we just leave them here sleeping. I'm loose in the park. How long before security comes and gets us is what I tell my wife. Maybe I'll get three hours of freedom before they come and get us. Because that was, you know, then we found out they have daycare. We used, I mean, the, the, the babysitters at night or whatever. We used that one time to get out of there. Yeah. And, and, and you know, so you can actually go to downtown Disney and have dinner and not have to say stop it every 30 seconds. Because <laughs> my kids are no and stop it. That's, I have to constantly say stop it. Because huh. they're, they're constantly beating the shit out of each other, these two. And It doesn't happen very often with me, but every now and then somebody will, will say to me, hey, so pants, when are you going to get married? When are you going to have kids? I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Just listen to these stories. Are you out of your fucking mind? Pants? <laughs> yes. I, I don't give many pieces of advice. You know me. I'm a very, I'm a very, you know, uh, uh, Shy person. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> don't get married. Don't 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 get married. Don't please. Don't. Please. I'll get down. I'll get down on my hands and knees, and I'll plead with you. Don't get married. It's <laughs> it's not for it's not for everybody. Let me put it that way. You know, it's it's a difficult thing to do, and I know I'm I'm no I'm no Mardi Gras. I know living with me is not you know the easiest fucking thing in the world to do. You know, but it, it, it's just it's when you got kids, man. You got to you got to make a lot. Of, uh, you got to give up all that me time, you know. That picking up the keys and going to the show shit; those days are over. No, I can't. You know, everything, yeah. is, everything is like the fucking Normandy invasion. It takes three days to organize where you're going to go and what you're going to do, <laughs> and then two hours to put your fucking shoes on, and you get in the car, and someone needs to take a shit, and somebody, somebody touched somebody's ass. Or looked out somebody's window, or somebody left their fucking doll at the restaurant, and, and, and you know, and, and you're just you're constantly talking to yourself, you know, going son of fucking sons of bitches, these rotten little bastards. Is what you know, you, you, you and, and you're like, what did you say? Nothing. No, I'm good. You know, you're chasing around. And and now they're getting to the age where they're getting all you know talking back a lot and breaking my balls a lot and and you can't say what you mean you know you can't say what's really on your mind you just got to go oh yeah okay mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm writing all this shit down when you need to borrow a car and shit like that <laughs> and I'm gonna laugh then I'm gonna laugh my ass off. <laughs> You know, my father is someplace right now laughing uncontrollably, I swear to you. <laughs> see, he got his wish. You know, I apologize to my mind every time I see her for, for you know, for the shit that we did. You know, I, I, I don't know how they did it, our parents. No, no. You know, I, we, I got two, and, and I don't know how the fuck they did it. I don't know how my mom. Now I know why my mom's crazy. <laughs> we, we made him that way. 
I'm sure my mom at one point in her life was a nice lady, but you know, she's like that little golfing pencil now. You know, there's nothing left anymore. There's just this, this little fucking stub that's chewed on and broken. And, you know, and that's for me. That's for me and my brothers. You know, driving her fucking crazy. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask but you, are, but you are going to, you're going to get married though, right, Pants? Oh, that's good. Yeah. Fuck no. <laughs> Not even a problem. But I think I can ask every now and then. Um, now, what about Peter? Peter, Peter, get married, or is he getting married, or what's I, his story? I, I don't know. He's got a girlfriend who's who's he's been with for a couple of years now. Yeah, it's steady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I only see pictures of him once in a while on on Twitter or I don't know what is it Instagram. One of those. Uh-huh. The cover of Proud Puerto Rican or whatever that magazine <laughs> is. Yeah. Uh. And what about the other guys? You guys talk to the other guys anymore, or is it like <laughs> well, the Beatles? Like, no, yeah, yeah. no, we do. It, it's it's harder as as you're well aware. Life gets in the way. Well, like I'm yeah. gonna, I'm going to see Brian next week because we're actually going to London. That's the only time I'm going to see him because we're going to London next week. Oh yeah, right. You yeah. guys, you still do that show in London? Oh yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. 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 But he's busy with God knows what, wow. and I'll see him for a few minutes when I'm over there. <laughs> now, how often do you guys do the show now? How often do you manage to get together and do the show? Uh, we try, try, try to do it about about once a week. Okay. And you still got a good following, your fan base still? Because a lot of people ask me, even uh-huh. at San Diego, I mean, they, they're afraid to say something to me and then they just well, they're going to ask about geek speak and I'm like no you know I mean I, I, I tell them what I tell everybody I'm like if they ask I go on otherwise the only other stuff I do is the stuff you see me do for Alex that's it <laughs> you know. no we're still having I don't uh, you know still have a good following people still enjoy the show they especially love when we do the episodes of like like this we did it we did an episode a couple weeks ago three hours on Jack Kirby um, from his opening, from his career up until um, he left Marvel, and we have to do part two yet. So folks really dig that kind of stuff. We get into the real detail stuff, but yeah, they're still listening. Yeah, there's, there's, yeah. they just need something. To there's keep a them lot. There's a work. <laughs> there's a lot you can talk about with with you know with with. Uh, I think you know. I think it's it's the stuff is as exciting as it's ever been. I don't. I got to be honest. I don't get. Um, to see as much of it. I mean, I actually just saw Wonder Woman last weekend. I don't get out oh, to wow. see them right when they come out, you know, because I got to usually see something with a talking pig or some shit like that. But, <laughs> you know, um, uh, no, I think it's great. I mean, I think it's, uh, I still love the stuff. I don't, I don't, I got to be honest. I don't get to the comic store as much as I would like, but uh, a lot of times at, at cons, I used to shop, but you know, I forget, or you, you turn around and you don't get it. But then I wind up, I'm an old geezer now. I wind up buying older stuff. I wind up buying, you know, because I don't, I don't know what's going on with a lot of the storylines. I don't know a lot of the younger artists now. Um, so, you know, I tend to buy stuff that I know. Or I, or I got that stack of stuff that I'm still trying to read, you know, that keeps <laughs> building up, you know. So I guess. But, uh, no, I think it's. Because I think the, the last time we, we talked to you, I was asking about Netflix. I don't suppose you've got Netflix yet and started watching the Marvel TV show. Yeah, actually, I did. People, oh, you did? Oh, cool. When Luke, when Luke Cage came out, I had, like, more people 
like 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 I was some kind of a sycophant or something for Luke Cage. I'm like, guys, guys, take it easy, take it easy. I saw it, I saw it. I must have got a hundred emails that Luke Cage is having his own TV show. I'm like, all right, already, I got it. And and and, and I like it. I got to be honest. My favorite of all of them was Daredevil. I mean, I didn't. Luke Cage was good. Iron Fist, I thought, really disappointed me because. Here's a guy. Here's a show. It's about about a guy who's supposed to kick people's asses, and it was some pretty deluded fights, you know, fight stuff. And uh, I just, you know, Iron Fist just kind of seemed like they didn't give a shit as much about it as they did the other shows. But uh, no, I like the stuff I saw. I liked Daredevil a lot. Luke Cage, I thought, started out really cool, and then it kind of, you know, uh, but but of the of the three, I would say Daredevil, Luke Cage, and then Iron Fist. In that order, but I guess what Defenders is next week, right? Oh, it's it's this, yeah. this, Friday. this Friday. This Friday. This Friday. Yeah. Yeah, this Friday. So, no, I watch it. I, I think it's cool. I mean, I don't follow as much of, uh, you know what? You want to know something? You know what I have never seen one episode of is Game of Thrones. Oh, my God. Me either. Oh, my God. God. No, no, no. And I, no, no, no. no and I, let me tell you why. Because everybody I talk to says you've got to start at the beginning. True. So I never had the time yeah. to sit down and go. All right, let, let me let me stop. Start at the beginning. What is it? Seven seasons old now, yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Middle you seventh know. season right now. Yeah. So I'll I'll do it. I mean, I think probably over the winter, you know, you know, uh, and sit down. I did that with Breaking Bad. I didn't get into Breaking Bad till like season five, and then I went back and you know watched a lot of the older, you know. But I that's all everybody talks about. Let's get the cons. My God, it's, it's, you know, that's all everybody talks about is Game of Thrones. You know, you know my, my my daughter reminds me of that little midget guy, so I don't really, you know, <laughs> you know, worry too much about it. You know, but I thought that was Master Blaster from Mad Max, but I guess it's somebody else. Oh, wow. Oh, Master. Yeah, who run Barter Town? That's yeah, my yeah. daughter. Who run Barter Town? I hear it. <laughs> I hear her say it from upstairs, you know, when I'm down in my office. Got to, I got to get the dog whistle, you know, and blow it to get rid of, you know. But some of the other guys, a lot of the other guys, you know, kind of running parallel to your, you know, the Geek Speak guys, I don't see a lot of those guys anymore. Like Buzz, I saw him at Comic-Con for like five minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, a lot of the guys that, you know, people, everybody goes their own way. Sure. You, know, you don't really see them as many of them as, as you used to. And a lot of these guys, they're not married, and they don't have kids, and they don't have, you know, the similar lives, so it's it's hard to, to kind of relate to guys that don't have kids and aren't uh, trying to swim with an anchor around their neck. <laughs> so, uh... But that's you know, but you do talk to some of the other guys, right? Oh, I mean, sure. You guys are still you're still friendly, or is it like one of those? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, we, we were on a pretty good run of going to dinner together. Yeah, and, and somebody's then, fall behind well, Shane in getting that organized again. Yeah, that was come on. That was taking care of family business. I know, I know. That kind of got in the way of that. But we try to go out as often as we can yeah, as a group, yeah. and you know, the catch few up. Of us that still live in the area. Then, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that's 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 cool, man. It's important because I'm telling you, I get people that like I I don't think I've ever done a show when I don't have somebody come up to me and you know ask me about you know hey you're that crazy guy from you know Geek Speak and I'm like oh okay you know they don't you know that or Shazam 
but it's more oh, geek fan right. than Shazam. You know, you're like, hey, you're that. You used to be that Shazam guy before you got fat, and I'm like, yeah, thank you. So, <laughs> uh, that was a that was a couple of chins ago, but yeah, I can tell you know. <laughs> It's I'm you know hey you're Captain Marvel no it's not a real person but okay sure you know, I don't want to hurt your feelings but no I'm not Captain Marvel you know and then my daughter that was her big comment she's like Daddy you used to be a superhero before you got really fat that was what she asked me one time because my wife my wife showed her my wife showed showed her the book you know and I'm like yeah. Well, I got really fat. I was a superhero, sure. One way to look at it. Thanks, I know. <laughs> yeah. No, you're, yeah, you're a sweetheart. Now get out of the car. Yeah. <laughs> you know, with all, the, with all this, every time I put my hand between a cushion in my car, it's like, they just decide in middle of chewing it, they don't want it anymore. So they're like baby birds. They just spit it out. They just spit it out in their hand and they shove it between the seats, you know. And yeah. I find it in the spring when you smell something. You know, you're like, what does that smell? Yeah, I remember those you know, Some, Yeah. Somebody decided halfway through, I don't like carrots and, and eggplant and, <laughs> you know, and, and goldfish. And sometimes they would just go, Daddy, take this. And you're driving, so you just put your hand back. And then there's a steaming pile of something in your hand. <laughs> And you're like, what, what am I? What the fuck am I supposed to do with this? Now? <laughs> and then, and then you, you know, they're like, they're like Rottweilers. You see shit in there that they ate. You go, when did they swallow this? You know, where, where it's like chewed up plastic, and it looks like shit that was in the, you know, just ground up something. And there's you know hair, and you know like like piece of foil, and they just spit it up and hand it to you. Yeah. you like you said, you'd say, well, what am I supposed to do with this? And they're in the back going, I don't know. I don't want it anymore. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I didn't want it anymore. Yeah. I didn't want it. In the, then, they, then they tried to turn shit around. I didn't want it in the first place. <laughs> I don't know why you gave it to me. Why would you give it to me? I'm like, fuck do I know? I don't know. I don't know anything around here. <laughs> and then my daughter, when I walk in the room, they're, they're new movies. When I walk in the room, they hide the remote. They take their remote and they sit on it. <laughs> And I'm like, like, I don't see it. And I'm like, well, I was going to watch something, but I guess now forget it. You know, I got to filter it through two kids. <laughs> no. Where's yep. the remote, guys? I don't know. Haven't seen it. So now I, I have to literally ask the permission of two little shits to watch television. <laughs> That's why my DVR gets backed up until a certain point in the season when they go on reruns for a few weeks and well, 11 o'clock well, at no, night. Well, you see, well, okay, well, you at least you got that, see. So <laughs> I w when, I, when I go away, I'll come back and things that I recorded aren't recorded because my wife will say we didn't have the room. <laughs> so my shows don't make the cut. But yet, Wah Wah Wubsy and fucking SpongeBob and, and Loud House or anything with a pig that takes a vacation with a hat, that shit gets recorded. Okay? My shit, oh, I only paid a mortgage. Why record it? And the cable bill. So, what, what, you know, what clout do I got around this house? You know, I'm like that button when you press when you're going to cross the street. It's not hooked up. It doesn't mean shit. You could press it all fucking day, and it just doesn't work. Nobody, everybody knows it doesn't work. They press it anyway, but it doesn't work. That's that's Sal. That's me. I have to say, I'm at that least fucking button. None of them really know how to operate the DVR, so I'm pretty safe there. 
Well, my wife will go, well, I was going to record Footloose. So uh, 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 your stuff didn't make the cut. <laughs> Footloose? You know, or it'll be so, anything with the burning bad or some stupid shit. You know, women have these programs where you'll be like, the burning bad? With Farrah Fawcett? Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, it was coming on at 2 in the morning. and then, So what? So you, 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 you deleted the football game for the burning bed. <laughs> you know, I, I wanted to see what happened. It's in the fucking title. She likes the bed on fire. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just, you know, it's like, it was like one time I shared, a, don't ask me why, about 10 years ago. I let that jag off Simone stay in my room oh. in San Diego. Okay? All right? The monkey in space. I let him stay in my fucking room. So it's like four in the morning, and he's watching Titanic. And, and, and I go, Simone, really? With the fucking Titanic, my heart will go on bullshit. Can we turn it off, please? I want to go to bed. He goes, I want to see what happened. I said, the boat stinks, jag off. What do you mean, what happened? Spoiler alert. <laughs> I have to explain to him that the Titanic was a real story. He's like, how do you know? I go, because it really happened, asshole. <laughs> really? Because I was there. This is a fucking, yeah, this is a fucking guy that doesn't know, like, his ass from his elbow. He didn't know that Titanic was a real story. <laughs> well, there'll be a sequel. <laughs> It's four in the morning, and the boat hasn't even hit the fucking iceberg yet. We're three hours away. We're three hours away, asshole. You know, I mean, I'm like, turn it off. You know, I want to go to bed. I'll tell you what happened. They, the boat sinks. They they hang onto a door. She gets the fucking rock. Let's the asshole drown. You know, Billy Zane kills himself. Billy Zane is the real fucking hero of the whole movie. If you want to know the truth, who brings their mother-in-law? With them on a fucking boat is what I want to know. You know what it would take for me to bring my my in-laws with me on a trip? Mm. Are you kidding? I won't even answer the door when my in-laws come over. This asshole brought them on a fucking Titanic with them. I look behind the curtain. Quiet. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. My brother-in-law. Don't say anything. No bigger jag-off than my brother-in-law. My brother-in-law's out there. There could be a guy out on my porch selling heroin, and I would answer the door <laughs> instead of my brother-in-law because he's such a jag-off. <laughs> yeah, he comes over, and he thinks, he, he's one of those guys he thinks he's funny, and he wants to humiliate and make fun of me, and I don't say anything because it's like it's my wife's brother. So, you know, you got to kind of play that angle. It's, it's my wife's brother. But, you know. When he comes to the door, boy, let me tell you something. I, wear, I put a disguise on, and I go to the door and pretend like it's not my house. <laughs> you know, I turn into the chameleon all of a sudden. I just fucking change my, my appearance. and go, no, they don't live here anymore. <laughs> that kind of shit. He's another guy I don't talk to anymore. Actually, he's going to be in London next week. We'll see him in London next week. Yeah, Simone, Simone is a, he's a hardworking guy, man. I know he's still working. I just, I don't, I mean, we talk a little bit in Luca, but, uh, you know, he's, he's, I don't know, he's doing his own thing now. I don't, I don't really, uh, we don't talk as much as we used to. Mm-hmm. It's under, he's married now, got a couple of kids, same story. Um, 
but a lot of guys in the business, I just, you know, you lose touch. Everybody goes their own way. You know, uh, even like college roommates. I, I haven't heard from some of those guys in years. Uh, it's, it's, it's unfortunately, it all becomes grown up shit. Yeah, life happens. <clears throat> when you got kids, when you got kids, you don't have any more time, man. It, I, yeah. I know it sounds like an excuse, but you just don't have any fucking time anymore. And what and little time you, you, you want? You want to? What little time you get, you uh, you savor <laughs> in the peaceful and quietness. Well, of yeah, it. when you get yeah, weekends weekends come and and you know I've got that two hours. After the kids go to bed, two hours, and it's it's all I got in the day because there's, you know, the the, the you get you're up at six and you're taking. I'm like a fucking school bus driver. My my second car is a school bus. I swear <laughs> to God, all I'm doing is dropping off, picking up, saying hi to people. Hey, hi, how are you? And then you know you, you got all these uptight parents that these broads are under some delusion that you're hitting at them when you say good morning. And it's like, if any of you broads ever looked in the fucking mirror, <laughs> is all I want to say to some of these mothers in the morning. I walk around with the pajamas on, the yentas carrying the cereal bowls. And I go, good morning. And they look at me like I'm, all of a sudden, I'm like arch criminal number one. I look at me <laughs> like I'm John Dillinger. And then, you know, between that and you go to work and you're, you're, you're picking up kids and there's karate practice and harmonica, piano, violin. My daughter's on, takes harmonica practice. Was, was she fucking going to be a blues singer? I told my wife, I go, what blues does she got? She's six years old. Who the fuck plays the harmonica at six years old? What is she, Willie, Willie Dixon all of a sudden? My daughter's got to play the fucking harmonica. My son is a little Italian kid that walks around with a violin case. I said, do you realize what stigma there is with a little Italian kid with a violin case? The jokes that are going to come his way now. And then, you know, then I asked my daughter what she wants to play because she starts grammar school. She wants to play the tuba. I said, listen, <laughs> listen, let me explain something. There's no fucking tubas coming in this house. That's it. <laughs> you, 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 yeah. She wants to play the tuba. I said, yeah, okay. Drop off. Then, you, then by the time you make them dinner, you fight with them to eat dinner, and they go to bed, you got two hours. Can't. <laughs> two hours of freedom. <laughs> we're, we're, we're like... Food tastes better, you yep. know. Colors are brighter. The air is cleaner. Yep. You know, your 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 dick finally gets hard again. You know, you, you you can actually take a shit that doesn't feel like tacks are coming out of your ass. You know, it's all good when they go to bed. So, like you said, when weekends come, you've got so little freedom. That you just you all you really want to do is just nothing. You just want to relax, man. You want to because you got to start all over again on Monday. So when everybody's like, "Oh, we should go here, we should go there," I'm like, "Guys, guys, guys, I I give everything I got, but when the weekends come, man, I got nothing left. I, I got zero left. I mean, and you know, working for Alex, I'm like the, the fucking Silver Surfer, and he's Galactus. And all I'm looking for are planets." For him to consume. That's it. <laughs> and I'm like the, just a, a guinea. Instead of an IROC, I got a surfboard. You know, that's all I got. And, and I got nothing left. I'm the, the chrome grease ball. And, you know, he's the guy who just looks at the planet and goes, no, and throws it back. So, <laughs> that's what I tell people. Well, I don't want to talk to you. I want to talk to Alex. I'm like, well, you know, I want a lot of things. You know, I wanted to fuck Cheryl Ladd. That didn't happen. <laughs> so what do you want from me? 
you know. I'm sorry. You know, I don't want to talk to you, Sal. I want to talk to Alex. Well, hey, I wanted to fuck Nova. <laughs> but they wouldn't let me. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Raquel Welch in Kansas City Bomber. <laughs> Didn't happen. So... You want to ask him what? You want to, what do you want to ask him? What about Boba Fett or some <laughs> shit like that? He doesn't want to talk to you. He really doesn't. You know, honest <laughs> to God. What does Alex think about? And I go, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what he thinks about Boba Fett. I really don't. You know. Uh, well, how do you know? You didn't even ask him. I'm like, okay, wait. All right, I asked him. No, he doesn't want to talk about Boba Fett. <laughs> There's a reason. There's a reason he's not here, and I'm here. You know. <laughs> You know, is is he wants to stay home and work? He, you know, the biggest, the most asked question at con is, "Where's Alex?" First of all, are you Alex? And then I go, "No," and then they're pissed off. Okay, I get it a hundred fucking times a day. I'm your biggest fan. And I go, okay, but you don't know what I look like. <laughs> One, I'm not Alex. That's the most asked of the day. Two. Where is he? Why isn't he here? Mm-hmm. That that must be a hundred times a day, and and I and I just tell people, you know what? This is a franchise. I don't know what to tell you. I, I've never met him. <laughs> this is just, you know, I I, I say, really? I go, yes. It's, a, it's like I, it's like Jimmy John's. Only it's Alex Ross. You know, it's Papa John's Pizza. This is Alex Ross. You know, our our. You know, I don't know what else to say. Hey. And I just, you know, he just, he, you've seen him. You saw him at the, at the museum, mm-hmm. I mean, in Shenandoah Valley. Yeah. And he does, you know, he, the guy does, you know, three, four signings, you know, appearances a year at those things. But he's a family guy, man. He likes to stay home and paint and spend time with his, with his family and not, and, and not, you know, not travel around a ton. He's just that kind of guy. And, and Pete, fans oftentimes get offended. They're like, well, why doesn't he want to, doesn't he like his fans? No, what do you mean doesn't he like his fans? That's crazy. I mean, look at the, look at the volume of work the guy does. So he loves, you know, this stuff and he loves his, his fans, but he's just a, a guy that likes to, you know, uh, focus on his work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what he's got the, the surfer for. So. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. I mean, when people get people get angry, they get they get offended, and pissed off, and I don't know. And, and it's like they're, I don't know what to say. It's it's not that at all. He, he you know he does show. He used to do shows more in the past, but now he you know he kind of limits them to a few a year. We just we just did the one in Vegas. You know, he was at the Mirage, and mm-hmm. he just did the one in in Virginia, and you know uh, he did a signing here in Chicago last year. So you know, I don't know. I don't like to consume planets all the time, but it's my job. What can I do? You know? Not to everyone's taste. Right. Right. <laughs> Nothing personal. I just say, here you go, Alex, what do you think? And he's like, no. And I go, okay. I'll go to New York and look for another one. I don't know what to tell you. But, uh, no, we're, we're, we've got, um, moving forward, we're, 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 we're pretty excited. We've got a lot of, we've been doing, I don't know if you saw what we did at San Diego, but we've been doing these Marvel Mania recreations. We did, yeah, uh, yeah. Of uh, the, the the Ditko Spider Man yeah. co- uh, piece that used to come as yeah used to come as a poster. So we're doing a Hulk one in New York, uh, Kirby Hulk one. It's big. It's it's poster size, and um, 
we did a he did a Kirby hundredth anniversary piece and um uh for Kirby's celebration, his hundredth celebration. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, uh the yeah. turnout for it in San Diego it sold out in like fifteen minutes. It was great. Wow. And Tarna. We're doing some Tarna. He did some two pieces from Tarna from Heavy Metal. I don't know if a lot of people remember Tarna, but uh you remember the movie in the 80s? Are you guys too oh, young yeah. to remember that? No, I remember. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. twice. Yeah. I want to say it's yeah. on one of the streaming services right now, too, or something. Yeah, it was just something that the Heavy Metal Magazine owns the character, and I guess they're, they're coming out with a comic of it this year. So uh, they approached Alex, and Alex was like, yeah, if you can do the old outfit from the movie. Nice. And they were like, sure. So he, he did not one to two Tarna pieces. So uh, there's that, and then we'll have all the usual... You know, all the originals, and we're doing a lot of show exclusives and the Universal Monsters. And he just did a new Shadows line for Marvel. Uh, we did the Shadows line for DC last year, and yep. we did the Marvels one this year. Um, and, um, you know, Flash Gordon and Monty Python and the Beatles and all that shit. It's, it's, it's crazy how much work the guy produces. That's awesome. And we're, we shot a lot of video because people complain they never get to see Alex. And we're going to be doing more of his process. We're going to be filming how he paints and a kind of a, a you know, a time-lapse thing. Oh, cool. To show his process because that's oh, that kind of the, the number one thing people ask about is how he paints, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're doing that. And uh, we got a new book coming out next year, another art book coming out next year uh, in 2018. And so we got a lot, a lot of stuff in the pipeline. A lot of stuff in the pipeline. What do you guys think about Ultraman? I was thinking about maybe oh. doing some Ultraman. That's something. You know what I mean? There seems oh, yeah, to yeah. be a cult following. Oh, that yeah. Stuff, you know? I haven't seen that in years, but I love that as a kid. I did, too. I, it's, I, I, would, I would get something. I would, well, I would, be curious, I would be curious what the fan base thinks. So if any of the listeners got any, you know, want to, want to do that kind of stuff. I've been trying to get him to do some Ultraman. And, uh, cause I think it's, it's cool. And he did some Ultraman stuff about 10 years ago mm-hmm. for the DVD stuff. But I think that like with Battle of the Planets, you know, gotcha, man, there's a, was, there's kind of a, not an enormous amount of it. I don't know how many Ultra, I'm not saying we're going to do a whole series of Ultraman, but I'm saying a couple of Ultraman posters would be cool. Yeah. You know, kind of old manga style with the text, the old, I want to make them look like old movie posters, mm-hmm. you know, with sure. the old. You know, Japanese font on it, and and you know those ones that they used to plaster on the brick walls with the with the paste. But uh, maybe for for 2018, doing that kind of thing. The the battle of the trying planets. different stuff. Sure. Yeah, Alex did an enormous amount of stuff for Battle of the Planets. Sure got did. you, man. He's a big fan of that show. Growing up, so we did a lot of that uh, six or seven years ago. Yep. And. Um, but Ultraman just seems to have a limited, uh, you know. There's that window there, of people that want it, but, oh, but yeah. uh, you know, you don't want, you don't want to oversaturate it with it. As soon as you said Ultraman, that's just like the Battle Planet stuff. That's right where my head went. Yep, that'll look. That, if, if yeah, it does, yeah, that'll look spectacular. Yeah, I just figured, you know, maybe it's something we can, you know, it's a change of pace. Sure. But uh, you know, I don't know. We'll see. I don't know if. Uh, a lot of that stuff, you'd be surprised how much of that stuff is tied up in legal, you know, legal hell. 
you know, where so many different people have owned the rights to it over the years. Oh, wow. That once, you know, family, family members die and they leave it to this guy and they leave it to that guy. And then they fight in court and, you know, it goes on and on forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So sometimes you want to do it legally because, you know, you can't just, it's not like the Wild West. You can't just <laughs> say, hey, we're going to do Ultraman and then just go do it and then. You know they come looking for you. <laughs> yep. So you got to, you got to, you got to do it. You have to, you know, you got to do it legally. You got to, you got to, you got to do it the right way. Otherwise, you know, nobody gives a shit until you make money. <laughs> right. yeah, the minute right, that yeah. the piece makes yeah. money, yeah, nobody cares until all of a sudden, hey, what about blah blah blah? You know, then they come looking for you and go, you know. But Ultraman, I heard, was kind of tied up with the the uh, the old estate. I don't, I'm not sure. I gotta chase it down a little bit. Okay, well, I have to look into that. It's like Busty. <laughs> <laughs> who owns Busty? I'm not you know, sure. Left or, or, or chocolate singles. You know who owns that now? I don't know who owns that anymore. <laughs> we'll have our legal t- legal team look into that. <laughs> you're you're good at that. What are you do, what are you doing to pass your time now, Pants? Oh, I mean, you, you, you staying out of trouble or what? Well, yeah, uh, I I just pretty go to go to work, uh, sleep, and eat. That's about all I do. <laughs> good. Well, what else is there? Well, I mean, true, you know, true. Well, porn, in, porn in between well, once in a while. Every but now that's and about then, it. But <laughs> just watching a lot every of TV. Watch watching a lot, a lot of TV. Yeah, I'm looking forward to football. I oh. Think it's, but not quite yet. We're in the dog days of well, summer right yeah. now. So. so, But when fall comes around, it's nice. What's the Bears' outlook this year? Do they have, even have a chance of winning like six games? No. No? No. We'll be, we'll, we'll, we got, we, it's, a, it's a total rebuild. So, we'll be, yeah, we'll be very lucky to win six games. Okay. I mean, everything, everything's a rebuild. I mean, they, they got rid of Cutler, finally, thank God. And he was here eight years, and that just just needed to end. Mm-hmm. And uh, we drafted all these kids, so you know it's it's a rebuild. But we'll see. Yeah, here hope, the, hope springs eternal. Yeah, we're in the market for the Eagles where we are, and everyone's talking about like, Carson Wentz is, is the savior, and they're talking playoffs, and it's like I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure they'll improve, but uh, you know he. He's good, but he doesn't impress me like they're going to go to the playoffs this year. I mean, you know, who knows? But they supposedly drafted a whole bunch of extra receivers. Yeah, yeah, they just made a trade for a cornerback, which they were desperately needing. But, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not the biggest football fan. I enjoy watching it, but I don't live or die by it. But I, I want to see him do well. I mean, hope they get the playoffs. But uh, everything I hear on the talk radio is like, oh, they're going to be this, this. Talk like 10, 11 wins. Like, well, guys, I, I don't know. I just don't know. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's, but it hope springs it. Sometimes that's the best stuff because you know it it, it they surprise you. Mm-hmm. You know, you go in and you don't really have a lot of a lot of pressure. You don't have any expectations, kind of thing. And that's some of the best stuff because you know you just uh, you catch them off guard. When you go in with crazy expectations and they're supposed to do all this stuff, you know, a lot of it depends too a lot on on who's injured. Mm-hmm. You could have a great team. One guy goes. I look at the Patriots if Brady goes down. You know, party's over. <laughs> it's a whole other team. Or look at look at Green Bay. God, God help them. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, if Aaron Rodgers goes down. You know, it's a whole different whole different team. So you, you, you got some teams that are like one guy. You know, it's a whole other story. Yeah. You know, so you, you got to wait. With the Bears, it's nice because at least, 
you know, you got all these young kids. We'll see what happens. We got this new quarterback, and I, I don't know. I, I, you know, it's it's nice because when when the weather turns to shit, that's that's when it's nice to sit and watch football on the weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, and I like I like football. I can watch any of it. I don't care. I don't really. You know, once the Bears are out of it, I can watch whoever. <laughs> it doesn't bother me. You know, it's just it's entertainment. I try to explain it to my wife. I go, look, man, it's just entertainment. You know, guys that don't go to work if the Bears lose, <laughs> and they're you know they're ready to. And I, I, that, that shit, I don't get at all. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, guys, guys, calm down. It's 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 entertainment, right? You know, take it easy. You know, it's just it's something to pass the time. You know, you don't got. I know guys that you know you, you can't even talk to them if the Bears lose. You're like, <laughs> oh my god, take take it easy, will you? You know, it's just it's it's a stupid game. Oh, I see. I see that's t- why I don't. I'll say, I, I see. Tiz is also a big Bears fan. Tiz is a. Yeah, I don't understand, but I guess he grew up in the area, so it was it was you know. But that's why I don't bet on it. That's why I don't do fantasy. Mm-hmm. I don't do any of that shit because then then it it, it clouds your your ability to enjoy the game. You know, I, I know guys that are like, you know, they're ready to kill themselves because they lost a lot of money or <laughs> they bet on it or whatever. And I'm like, guys, guys, all I hope for is when I get up to use the bathroom and I come back, the game is still on. Because around <laughs> here, as soon as I get up, you leave, you come back, and it's, it's you know, they, they, they put on Wah Wah Wubsy or some <laughs> bullshit, you know. And now I'm like, oh, were you, oh, were you watching that? You were watching. Oh, we didn't know you were watching it. They give you that bullshit. <laughs> and I'm like, well, and you, you turn it back and it's like, it's an hour later and you missed half the game. Because <laughs> they had to watch Peppa Pig or some bullshit. And you're like, oh, okay, great. <laughs> you know, you know, I, I don't have an opinion. <laughs> well, how London, the, huh? Yeah, London, yeah. How many, how many is this now for you guys? Uh, let's see. I think this is the sixth show I've gone over there for. for wow. London. Yeah. Six, huh? Yeah. Jesus. Are you wear, do you wear like a bowler hat and you got a cane <laughs> and shit now? Or how does that work, man? <laughs> no, it's just just me rolling over there trying to look like I'm like I belong and don't, don't not to stand out. How many how many of you how many of you guys are over there for that? How many go over for, for London? Uh right now it's just me and Brian this year. Okay. Yeah, because well, that's they, enough. Yeah, well, they, they changed the dates. It used to be in February. It used to be like we used to get a little. What's this? So it's a new, 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 new show, new venue. We'll, we'll see how it goes. He's Mr. Belvedere. Bigger, small. Has it gotten bigger? How's that? How's that working? That show. It, it's grown steadily every year. Now this again, this is a new venue, so I'm, I think it's a little, a little smaller venue than it was before. But like I said, some mummies going to be over there. Where, where, where Bendis is coming over. Um, so looking looking forward to. I'm usually in Artist Alley helping out with you know getting people drinks and watching their lines and everything. Is, now is it now what, what is it in London or outside of London? Where is it at? This one I, I believe. Oh, see, I'm so bad with the geography. I think it actually is in London. It's at the Business Design Center, but I'm not sure where that is exactly. But I think it's more in the middle of London than it was in the past. The show. Oh, okay, no, that's a great town, London. Yeah, and I enjoy going yeah. over there. I, I have an idea of how to get my way around the tube right now and everything. Get my my pass, my oyster pass. And... Yeah, I, 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 it's tremendously underrated for women. I think London. I mean, you, you never hear anybody talk about you know a lot of hot women in London. When I was there, I was very impressed. I thought, my God, there there is just a lot of beautiful women in London. 
I was really surprised. Because you never hear about that. You know, you think of New York or, you know, South America and shit. But, but when I was in London, I was, I was impressed. It's a young town, though. You know, it's kind of become very, you know, very gentrified. And it's become a, you know, you've got a, a lot of people, working class people had to move out of London because it got very expensive. So you got a lot of, you know, a lot of young professionals in London. Uh, I was there over nine, last time I was there, I was over there over 9-11. I was, I was, uh, I couldn't fly out. I was there for two weeks. Yeah. They couldn't get me out of there. Yeah. I flew, I flew in the morning of 9-11 to London. And, uh, when I landed, that's when the, the, the planes hit the towers. So they shut down Heathrow because Heathrow, London was supposed to be next. According to the, the media, that was what they announced. So they literally shut everything down and nobody could get out of London for like two weeks. Flying wise, they, right, they right. shut down Heathrow and all that stuff. So, but the people of London could not have been nicer. My God, they opened up. You know, they, they I couldn't pay for a beer anywhere I went, and they were just so tremendously nice to to all the Americans that were stranded there. That uh, it was, I never forgot how great the people of London were. You, know? you hear that a lot. You know, a lot of countries and places say they're friends of, uh, you know, they're allies and things like that. But I really felt it when I was there for uh, in, in such a crazy situation. Mm -hmm. It was amazing how the people rallied to help uh, all the people that were stranded in London. But not not the greatest food, though. I gotta say, <laughs> unless you like Indian. No, unless you like Indian food, and I don't. I'm not a big Indian guy for in, you know, Indian food because it's it's not my thing. But uh, they got some great restaurants. But I just. Uh, I, I don't go too much for English food. Shepherd's pie and that mm, stuff. You know. That is one of my favorites. Yeah, that's your thing? Mm -hmm. Yeah, my mother makes it from time to time. And uh, last time I was over there, we uh, had some toad in the hole. Anything that involves sausage, I'm pretty much okay with. Yeah, three three beans on toast. <laughs> I would eat that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's another one of the English, you know. Growing up as a kid, I was a big Who fan. So oh, I always yeah. loved I the Who and yeah. Quadrophenia. You know, it was a big movie when I was in high school. So I just always thought it was, you know. When I went to when I went to London, I expected to see Sting riding around with a scooter <laughs> with the mirrors, you know, and I didn't see it. Then I was like, "Where, where are the mods and the rockers?" You know, that or when I was a kid, all the all the monster movies were in London. You know, it was you expected everything to be foggy and the werewolves going to tear your throat out, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> I walked everywhere when I was there. I had, I had nothing but time to kill because most of the museums and everything was closed. So I had just days and days of nothing to do. So all I did was just walk around London because most everything was 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 shuttered because of security reasons. So I retraced all the, the, the Jack the Ripper shit. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I didn't know what else to do. So I just walked around. I mean, honest to God, I went everywhere. It's a fascinating city. Yeah. Looking, looking forward to that very much. How long are you out there for that? What is it, like a couple of months? Or what oh, do you God, do I wish. No, I'm, I'm there. Uh, I, I, I fly in. I arrive like Wednesday morning and leave like Monday afternoon. So it's only about like six days, unfortunately. That's good though. It's the how long of a uh, 
How much of a kick in the ass is it to fly? How 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 long of a flight is that now from where you're at? Uh, it's only about like about a seven and a half hour flight. It's not too bad. It's not. I fly nonstop. No, that's good. I mean, the way you know, you know, you know, you know that, that's what sucks about when you go to Italy. You have to change planes, mm-hmm. and that, and that that's what creates a lot of problem for why a lot of Europeans don't go to San Diego, but they go to New York is that it's, it's a kick in the ass to get from Europe to San Diego. Right. I mean, that's like a 16 hour flight. You got to, and that's assuming you're changing planes in New York or you can't get a direct flight. So a lot of Europeans, I know that's why they shy away from San Diego, but they go to New York because they can get direct flights to New York. And you know, it's, it's not as much of a kick in the ass to travel. Mm. Not to go from London or Germany or Spain, where a lot of the publishers are, yeah, in France and Italy. So you get a lot of business there for that. You guys don't give a shit. I can tell. <laughs> you're like, why you're like, you're like, you're about an hour ago when I when I was talking about Disney. You're like, why doesn't he shut the fuck up already? You know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. You're right now. You're remembering why you never asked me on the show anymore. You're like, now I remember why. We stopped inviting this asshole to be on the show. <laughs> no, he just doesn't shut the fuck up, and he always makes these dirty references about his ass and about stuff like that. And, as, as, soon, as soon as we hang up, we all get together. And we're like, all right, so we're good for a few months, right? <laughs> <laughs> few months. You guys are probably good until the fucking next eclipse. You know, you'll be like, shit, fuck that's, this guy. You're like my wife. You're like my wife. You're like, and she's like, oh, why the fuck did I marry this guy? God, that must have been, must have been drunk. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I think he, he lied and said he liked sake, and he's my brother. And then I found out later on. I'm like, what the fuck is sake? And he thinks my brother's an asshole. You know, that kind of shit. He's got a friend named Tiziano, and, you know. I love Tiziano. I'm not sure about the new prince. Um, mustache, but everything else is working for him. <laughs> but, but if that if that if that you know if that Prince thing works for you, God bless you. It doesn't work for me, you know, but it work if it works for you. You got to go to your strengths. You know? Oh man, is, yeah. is John it? Suntress was working with us on some of the videos. You know, oh Suntress, cool, right? yeah, absolutely, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah the, the happy Greek. So <laughs> here, here, here's a fucking guy. Okay, who's who's the nicest guy you'll ever meet? Okay, mm-hmm. but he's he's complaining to me how he looks on camera. He's like, Sal, listen, uh, I'm not crazy about how I look on camera. You know, uh, I, I look a little heavy, and and I go, John, John, what the fuck are you talking about? You look like John Suntress. I don't know <laughs> if in his mind he thinks he's fucking Cary Grant or Rock Hudson, <laughs> but I go, John. No one's going to see this video and go, holy shit, it's not Leif Garrett. It's <laughs> fucking John Suntress. I don't know what the fuck to tell you. Who who told you you're the karate kid? I don't fucking understand this. You know what I mean? One of the Hardy Boys is now announcing for Alex Ross. What the fuck are you talking about? My God, Parker Stevenson. So I, yeah. I'm John like, Cassidy. John, 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 take it easy. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> you know, ch- you know, no one's going to go, hey, Chachi, what the fuck? Did you, when did you start working for, for Alex Ross? <laughs> you know, you know I, I said, you look like you always look. 
I mean, John, you know, is a, is a, is a nice guy. He's, he's, done, he's great at what he does. Mm-hmm. But I didn't understand what the fuck he was talking about. And I was just a little shocked that, you know, I know my place. I have no delusions, you know, <laughs> that, that, that fucking greaseball central. So I don't, I don't worry about it. I don't pretend to be somebody I'm not, you know. But so I just say, you know what, when people bitch, oh, God, Sal looks so Italian. I'm like, duh, <laughs> you know, I'm always like, no, really? You know, fuck. You know, how'd that happen? <laughs> Fucking cover Greaseball Weekly, and they're like, oh, sounds so Italian. Like, oh, wow. Big shock. You know, <laughs> it's like fried bologna. You know, it is what it is. What the fuck do you want from me? <laughs> I wasn't sure how I looked on camera. John, I'll, I'll call Lucas. And we'll CGI you to make you look like fucking, you know, to make you look like fucking, you, you, you know, you're the next James Bond. What do you want me to tell you? <laughs> fucking, fucking Greeks, I swear to God. You know, thank God for Souflaki. Or, you know. Or the Giros. Yeah. Because I saw 300, and, and I'm thinking, I don't know any Greeks that look like these fucking guys. I mean, honest to God, all the Greeks I know. Look like look like fucking chia pets. You know they're just covered in hair, and you, you know they walk around. And most of the Greeks I went to high school with, they don't use any deodorant. They wear that cheap Adidas cologne, and they don't look like Leonidas from last I heard. I'm like, holy shit! Dude, I, I don't know any Greeks that look like this. With, with the, this is Sparta bullshit, you know. Now, are you guys excited about about all this new JLA stuff and Gal Gadot and all this you know new shit that's going on, or you don't care either way? Well, I mean, for me, I I enjoyed the Wonder Woman movie. I'm not jazzed for the Justice League. I mean, I haven't seen much of anything. For I, I try to avoid all trailers if I can, and I'll go see it. But I'm not like God got to go see it. I mean, I I think the Wonder Woman movie was fantastic. I think that's the best work Warner Brothers and DC has done in a long time. Um, This newer Justice League trailer gives me a little bit more hope, but I'm still a little bit skeptical about it. But I'll I'll definitely go see it. I'm excited to see it. Um, I'm not... I don't think it's going to be the best thing since sliced bread. Uh, But I I definitely think the Wonder Woman movie hit a a mark and did something that I'm glad it did. It, It was just fantastic to watch. Yeah. I, I got to be honest, I just saw it, like, literally over the weekend. Because, you know, it just, it's hard to, you know, everybody went nuts when it first came out and ran and saw it. And I just, I was just busy. I couldn't, but I liked it. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm not the biggest Wonder Woman guy because I grew up a Marvel guy. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I liked it. And I thought it was, you know, I mean, I, I saw her at San Diego. She's just, a, you know, very, you know, attractive lady in person. I, Kind of, I got to be honest. I saw Wonder Woman as a little bigger of a character, you know, a little, little beefier. But uh, that being said, I thought she was great. You know, I, I don't, I don't go in. I think maybe my problem is I also don't go into these things with incredibly high expectations because I think, unfortunately, I always I'm afraid they're going to treat the stuff, you know, without the the, the, the most reverence for the characters that we know. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to they're going to do their versions of them. Sure. You know, so I'm always just kind of like, hey, 
as long as they treat them with respect and they make them look cool, I'm always like, hey, that was great. So when people ask, they go, yeah, looks cool. Yeah, I I go in hoping hoping for the same things you do. And if I come out entertained in that way, I'm fairly satisfied. Yeah, you got to just kind of, you know, hope for the best and... Of course, some of them you're like, yeah, okay. You know, I don't, I got to be honest, I don't go see all of them, but, uh, you know, for the most part, you know, they seem to be doing good. I, I don't, I don't have a lot of faith in Justice League. I hate to say, it, but then again, I'll give it the benefit of the doubt until it comes out. Yeah. You know, I'm not, not the biggest Affleck guy and all that, but hey, because I love the Chris Nolan stuff. That was part of the problem. I hated to see him go. And mm-hmm. I saw Dunkirk and I thought it was great. And, I, I really wish they didn't lose him. You know, when I when I heard George Miller, the the Mad Max guy, might take on the franchise, I thought, man, that would have been really cool. Mm-hmm. But I know he wanted to. The, the rumor was he wanted to make some serious changes to the characters that you know DC just didn't want to let them do. Yeah. So that that I understand. But yeah, you know, and Miller's a you know tremendous director. So. But yeah, again, I like the Chris Nolan stuff. So I was sad to see him leave the franchise. Yeah, I did too. I th- the third one's my least favorite, but the other two were gangbusters great. Yeah, yeah. I was, uh, I was, uh, got a little crazy this year at San Diego with all that Justice League stuff. And oh, I believe it. Ragnarok and they had Black Panther cast, and they had. Uh, what else did they have? Not uh, to mention all the TV show casts were there too. Yeah, they they, they announced Kingpin's getting his own show and Punisher, and uh, I guess they're going to renew Daredevil and Luke Cage and Iron Fist for second seasons. And so, yeah. that's I guess the Netflix stuff is doing well. But then there's also the announcement now that Disney's pulling their content to start yeah. their own streaming service. Yeah. So I don't know what that'll mean. For, I don't know what that'll mean for Netflix. So. Yeah, I'm a little bit concerned about everybody deciding to have their own streaming service for every little thing now. Yeah, but at least is waiting for the Fin, the fin Fang Foom miniseries. <laughs> well, no, out. what I'm waiting for on Netflix and has me just on cloud nine is David Letterman is coming back to TV. He's going to be on <laughs> Netflix. Like, oh my god, I can't That's fucking, right. I can't fucking right. believe that. Now, how, how's that? Now, how's that going to work? Is that going to be a? a, a a talk show format, or, you know, or how's he doing that? I've now? pretty much, like most things, voided any other than the announcement. I got a few like people texting me and email me when it when it announced, but I just he's he's back on TV. That's all I need to know. Basically, um, he can read the fucking phone book, and I'd be watching that show. You know? Yeah. Yeah, pants is excited. That's nice to see. Well, I mean, you know, what, what, else, what else do I have going on? I mean, I got nothing going on. Hey, in this hey, news. hey. <laughs> Take it easy. I'm just saying. I'm sorry. You I'm sorry. Get you your feelings hurt. Holy. <laughs> when did you get so delicate all of a sudden? <laughs> oh my God. It's like, holy shit. I just, I'm just saying. You don't got to get all, woo. <laughs> Look out. Fucking pants. Uh, Somebody puts some fucking fresca on his panty shield. My God. Holy fuck. <laughs> I'm sorry. Calm down, man. I'm, what the fuck's going on? I, I, I missed the guy. It's been, you know, over two years. We, and we slip him some like Will every now and oh, then. Oh, stop it. How about it? 
Now you you what you got you met Letterman? Did you pants or no? Um, yeah, I've actually had a very brief encounter over the years. I mean, hey, I've been, now, what did you just say? Well, oh, I, I I I had a quick conversation yeah, with him remember. outside. I got his autograph one time and a, and a photo, and I talked to him in front of the show a couple of times. And he did a special in New York uh, at New York Comic Con last year. He yeah. was uh, doing a, a talk at a theater. I got to ask him a question, and uh, it was it was wonderful. Weren't you sitting near uh, some of his relatives? In the yeah, I was. I was sitting the same row as his wife and his son at, at, the, at the thing. It was, it was. It was sublime. It was. I was. Just, I was like a pig in shit. It was wonderful. Jeez! <laughs> wow! I got pants. Take it easy. I'm a Wonder simple man. Fucking with simple. That all bent out of shape. <laughs> so am I. I like. I stay up sometimes at two in the morning just to watch Cindy Crawford put that lotion on her face. <laughs> I mean, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't need a lot. I mean, I, I really don't. Of course, now, I project that it's not lotion she's rubbing on her face, but it's, it, that's besides the point. It's just watching Cindy Crawford rub, rub white cream on her face is all I need at 2 in the morning, you know. But we're, we'll, we can leave it there. And, you know, everybody knows what a, what a demented jagoff I am. They could fill in the gaps with that one. But my point is I don't have a lot anymore. I take I take my little victories. You know what I mean? I, I have small victories. Tiny <laughs> ones. You know? Like they, like I hide, a, I, I buy one bag of ruffles and I hide the other bag, you know, and hope the decoy give, doesn't give it away. That's all I have. You know? My wife doesn't throw the fat away on the steak. You know, she keeps it for me. You know, that, 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 that's all I got. You know? The skin from KFC chicken. That, that, that's another one. That's uh, I, I've got so few. <laughs> you know. So when you say, "Hey, I, the Letterman thing," you don't got to get all upset. I, I'm right there with you. I, I, I'm your biggest fan when it comes to having your, your. We've all got our foolish pleasures, our little things that you know, you know, get us get us excited. You know, it's it's it's. It, it works that way. Yes, yeah, it does. <laughs> but shit, did you see how excited Pants got? My God, it was like, holy shit, he sat up and... Adam, Adam like, I backed away a little bit. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. sat up and it was a good thing I wasn't in the room. I yeah, mean, it yeah. was just going like one of those, somebody would have had to like stand between the two of us like he was going to hit me or something. I'm like, my God, Pants. <laughs> shit. Oh, oh. <laughs> he was uh, ready to sprint across the like table. Tom, and you're not even. It here. was like it was like Tom Cruise on Oprah when he jumped on the couch. You know, <laughs> saying he was in law. That was pants right just now. Like shit. Uh, I got my second wind. What can I tell you? Wow. You can tell we it's missed like the when I discovered hu- Yeah, it's like when I first discovered huggy wipes. You know, it was like, oh my god, these are the greatest things ever. You know, you can. <laughs> Actually, you have a wet rag to wipe your ass with constantly, and it's always ready to go. Wow. And then the plumber's like, hey, who keeps flushing these things down the toilet? And I, I sold the kids out completely. I'm like, these little bastards. <laughs> Fucking kids, man, you know. I tell them, and I tell them. It was me, completely, it, it was me. I mean, come on. It was me. I, I won't deny it for a minute. It was me. <laughs> Oops, you know. Toilet paper, when you get to be an older guy, it's like fucking wiping your ass with a Sears catalog. You know, and I can't do it anymore. I use the Huggy Wipes. And I have no shame carrying with me on trips. 
And people go, hey, what's with the huggy wads? I just look at them. I go, what do you think I use them for? What am I? I'm tidy. You know, I'm neat. No. It's, you know, I'm 50-something years old, and my ass looks like a tuba. So that's all I got left. And the plumber told me no go. So I had to finally put the, the huggy wipes out of commission. Oh. Yeah. Hey, sometimes you got to take one for the team. That's right. <laughs> of course, it doesn't stop my kids from flushing everything else down the toilet, you know. I mean, it's like the shit you find in, in the, you know, in the septic tank is like, oh, no. Here's all that stuff I paid a lot of money for. Here it is, right here. Yeah. All right, gentlemen. I know you're you're just you're just insanely disappointed, but uh, I have got to put these these crazy little kids to sleep. So, right. Well, looking forward to seeing you in New York, Sal. Yes, gentlemen. In the meantime, anything you need, don't be shy. Give me a holler. Um, How about Alex, Alex Ross, Ross Art. Original? Is, <laughs> Alex Ross Art is where I reside, and that's the, the you know, I'm the, I'm the little guinea surfer. You know, that's my thing. And uh, I think that needs to be a sketch of the day. <laughs> yeah, I'm on I'm on Facebook and and Twitter, and by now everybody's just. No one's Googling my name. They're all going, oh, shit, why doesn't he shut up? So <laughs> that's, that's the reality I live in. <laughs> but, hey, I re- as always, thanks. I really appreciate you having me on anytime, anything you guys ever need. Or if you just want to shoot the shit, uh, don't be shy. Awesome. It's always good to talk to you, Sal. Yes. Have a good summer, man, whatever what's left of it. It's the dog days. But, uh, yeah. Yes. Maybe let's, have a, maybe let's, let's uh, talk for a little while, maybe after New York. Absolutely. Yeah. I promise I won't bring up David Letterman. I promise. <laughs> oh, that's fine. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> that's going to set your mind on fire. I got, I, I got, I got to pull, pull the arrows out of my back now. <laughs> my God. It's like yeah. I got that. Yeah. That's a hot stone. You can feel them from here. <laughs> <My God. laughs> yeah. It's like, holy shit. <laughs> All right, Sal. Okay. All right, gentlemen. Take care. Take care. Stay out of trouble. You too. It's always great talking to you. All right. We'll see you soon. All right, man. Take it easy. All right. Bye-bye. Good night. Bye. Bye. <laughs> oh, man. Love that, man. <laughs> I, I don't care what anybody says. I can just... Uh, if you ever meet him, if you're ever happy that, if you ever are lucky enough to meet him in person, he's just the sweetest oh, he's guy. He's the nicest guy in the world. And he'll shoot the shit with you for, yeah. for anything and... Been very good to us over the years, mm-hmm. and like I said, uh, here we are, almost like two and a half hours, yeah, just talking to the guy. And you know, I had, I had a few ways to steer the conversation, but I just, you know, let him, let him go. Yeah, <laughs> it's like changing the course of a mighty river. Yeah, yeah, stuff, yeah. So. it's not it's always best to just let it flow. Yeah, not, not happen. All right, <laughs> <laughs> where well. soars the Guinea surfer? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, next, next time he's gonna. Go real quiet and slow. Go, Letterman. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I don't. Is that a place? Oh my God! <laughs> right. Well, no, that's going to wrap it up uh, for us. And change you have the uh, the notes to go oh, over at the Jesus, very end? You know, or, I don't. Well, we can Good sort heavens. of go by uh, seat of our pants here. If you want to leave us uh, an email, you can reach us at comicgeekspeak at gmail.com. You can leave us a voicemail. Number is 
two six seven something. What is the number there, Shane? Two six seven seven zero two six six four two. Stop by thecomicforums.vanillaforums.com dot com and let us know what you think of all the craziness that's ensued on the Sal episode. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook. We would like to thank everyone who contributes to the show. We appreciate it. Have they sent in more penultimate? Uh, we are Marvel down to Mertz. one. Marvel one. In the okay. queue. We need more. We need at least a penultimate one. And <laughs> as always, we are uniting the world's mightiest heroes, one listener at a time.